Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Well, hey, hey. You know, I was wondering why my Twitter feed has been blowing up and I've been getting some follows lately, and that's because you guys have been nice enough to put my at Ramblin' Ray Twitter uh, handle on your uh, little feed that you do here. Where do we... Hey, Justin, where do I uh, tell people to follow the feed if they want to see? Because yesterday, um, when I was done with the show, yesterday was the first day since, I think, Christmas Day. I actually got into the gym, worked out. I feel better. I went over to my dermatologist. I had that uh, bucko fat removed from my cheeks. And then I put some tanner on. Uh, A buddy of mine owns this uh, tanning company called BioGlow, and he gave me a bunch of this stuff for Christmas. And, uh, and I put it on so I actually feel like I'm back among the living. How do people watch the stream? Because I'm sure that uh, as sure as I'm getting some WIND people into my camp, some of my people are now finding out what WIND is. Where do we see that? That's on our YouTube. Or actually, it's on Rumble and Facebook this week. Okay. We are banned from the YouTubes because of an old interview. Oh, are you? Uh, but we're on the Morning Answer Facebook and the Morning Answer Rumble page. Who got you? Week. Who got you banned? Joe Walsh? <laughs> no, it's an old interview with Julie Kelly. Oh, okay. Old, old interview back from when January sixth first happened. Wasn't Sean Thompson? <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> <laughs> Guy seems a little angry sometimes. <laughs> My name's Ray Stevens, and for uh, Dan and Amy, how you doing? Welcome into a, uh, a Thursday. Uh, this will be my last day filling in. I appreciate you guys uh, sticking with me, and uh, thank you to uh, Justin and, and uh, Quinn. I know it's hard to work with uh, somebody when uh, you know when you're not used to uh, uh, working with that person, and you get into your routine, and then the filling guy comes in. So I appreciate you guys. Um, every now and then. You know, I hear something in the news. I make a note on my uh, note section of my iPhone, and I, I want to talk about Governor DeSantis and why they're looking into Governor DeSantis for um, the shipping of the migrants to Martha's Vineyard. And I got to tell you, I've been to Martha's Vineyard. I, I don't think, why not? You may as well go. It's nice there, especially when they went. It was the fall. It was the fall color season. You know, you, you walk all that way. You get across the border. You finally get here. You don't want to go to... Cermak Road in Chicago. Martha's Vineyard, that'd be like a score. But, of course, he was scorned for that, so I was going to look up, um, you know, what the uh, latest allegations are about uh, Ron DeSantis and what they're mad at him about and what he did and how they communicated and the code words they used to ship migrants to Martha's Vineyard. And here's the deal. Why should the onus of any border issue be just on the border towns? I, I mean... Make you know, push it around. You know, I think a lot of the virtue signaling of cities like Chicago being welcoming cities is, you know, we only get so many um, migrants, illegals, whatever, and and we can take care of what we take in. But I think if we're going to have these open borders, we might as well share it freely. Let everybody share in the uh, burden. We got to have borders. We have to have laws. We have to follow the rules. I know that sounds stupid, but we have to. 
But uh, this is what I found out when I said, you know, let me go into the old Google machine and uh, see what's going on with the DeSantis. And this is why I like this guy. DeSantis administration launches investigation into a holiday show. This happened down along the uh, Gulf Coast. It was a performance um, right around Christmas. You know, it wasn't one of those live nativity scenes or anything like that. But what it was is it was a uh, it was a drag friendly holiday show. Statement says that the department plans to share any evidence collected in its investigation with the Department of Law Enforcement and Criminal Liability because they are not going for any of that down there in Florida. No, we don't want to see it. We don't need that here. Um, and again, as I've uh, talked about this before, and this is something that I've been pretty steady on. Um, you want to do a drag show? That, that That's cool. Don't bring it to the local library. Don't bring it to the local school. And don't let my kids see it until they want to see it. If they're old enough to say, hey, Dad, I want to go see a drag show, well, then that's different. But why in the world all of a sudden do we need family-friendly drag shows? I don't get it. If you allow uh, children to uh, attend the uh, drag fans drag show at your facility, you're putting your license in jeopardy. That was uh, to the uh, establishment that uh, hosted the family-friendly drag show. That's one of those things I've I've never been to. I've never been to a, a, a family-friendly <laughs> drag show. I won't lie, I've been to a couple performance clubs. You know, I've done that, but, you know, I was well into my uh, adult years when I did that. Nobody took me there as a five-year-old and said, son, I don't want your health teacher or me to give you that talk of life and teach you about what a woman's body looks like. If you want to go to a male review, that's fine, too. It's not for me. Um, maybe for you. But, uh, you know, you do it at a, at a timely point in your life when you can make those decisions. I don't want somebody making those decisions for me. I don't want somebody taking away my kid's innocence. Let me do that. If somebody's going to screw up my kid's life, for the love of God, let it be me. So far, I've done a pretty good job. But as we uh, navigate the uh, the craziness that's been this aftermath of the storm, uh, Elliot, um, the Southwest troubles, they, they just continue. I saw up on one of the monitors that um, 23 Southwest flights are already canceled for today. My goodness. Here in Central Daylight Time, we're only five hours and 18 minutes into this day, and you've already canceled 2,300? We're going to talk with uh, Alderman Ray Lopez of the 15th Ward uh, today at 8.05. He used to run Southwest Airlines. Well, maybe not the whole airlines, just the Chicago portion. He ran it. Okay, well, maybe not Chicago, but he did run a skycap portion of Chicago. We'll talk to him. He made a a, uh, comment yesterday on his Twitter feed, and he said to the president, you know, and again, I'm sure the president of the Southwest isn't listening what Twitter has to say, because if he was, he'd be inundated. But he basically said, you know, Southwest, you got to stop acting like a regional carrier. You are a big airline. You can't act like this shouldn't happen to you. So it makes absolutely no sense. But when when this happens, when people are in in trouble and kids are going to drag shows and and the world seemingly is out of control and Southwest is canceling flights and people didn't make it to their vacation destinations or they didn't make it to Grandma's house for Christmas and that's sad. Um, every now and then you find a you find a hero and a hero comes along. Hustler Strip Club offering free lamp dances to uh, travelers stuck at the Las Vegas airport. This is Larry Flint's club. They've done this before. Now, I don't think this is for, for your kids. So don't send your kids to this. Uh, if you're a traveler struck in Vegas, um, 
The owners of the club announced anyone that can show proof of a canceled or delayed flight at Harry Reid's International Airport can call him for a free ride. Now, let me just clear that up. A free ride to the club. Is this club music? Okay. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not well-versed on my club music. Um, you can call for a free ride to the club. You get a free cover charge. You get a drink. And then they're at the club in Vegas. <clears throat> and, again, this isn't for kids. Okay? This isn't, the, uh, this isn't the loving left bringing your kids to a strip joint. This is, this is the uh, Larry Flint Hustler Strip Club in Vegas offering you a free lap dance because that's going to help alleviate your travel problems. It's the world we live in. You know, every now and then, somebody will find a problem to a solution, and that is a beautiful thing. Got a good show lined up for you today. We're going to run down the guests, who we have coming up. I I know it's probably out of the ordinary for a show like this to have a guest like I'm going to have on coming up at the 6.05, but he could be the next coach of The Voice on NBC. This guy is an awesome American. Every day on his social media, he does the Pledge of Allegiance. You will love Neil McCoy if you don't know who he is. We're going to talk to him this morning at 6.05. On the way, CNN has finally done something I agree with. We'll give you details coming up on WIND, Chicago's Morning Answer. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630. And learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. got some news on the Illinois Safety Act coming up here in a second, but do you do you like beer as we get ready for the new year? I, I keep waiting for one of these new years to get better, but they're always a dumpster fire. Probably one of the best things CNN has done in years is they've now said that uh, they are banning their hosts from drinking alcohol on the air this New Year's Eve, so no drunk Anderson Cooper, no drunk um, Andy Cohen, no drunk, Caitlin Collins, although uh, slightly inebriated, as long as I'm not driving, is about the best way I can tell you to watch CNN. Maybe a shim- uh, shimmer, maybe a little glitter of hope, maybe just a sliver of some common sense in this state. A judge in Illinois has uh, ruled that the Cash Bail Safety Act is unconstitutional. You know, when you have a majority of state's attorneys and sheriffs in this state saying, hey, whoa, 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 this this just doesn't make any sense. 
you have to say, okay, there's something going on here. But you talk to Kwame Raoult. Don't worry about it. This is a fair and equitable, equitable way to fix this antiquated system of putting bad guys in prison. Commit a crime. Go to jail. If you can't afford bail to get out, you see, that's supposed to be a deterrent to doing a crime because you're going to go to the to the Huskow. You don't have the money to get out. See, that's supposed to deter you from doing crime. We have no more deterrence anyway, but what do I know? Kankakee County State Attorney Jim Rowe said that the 21st Judicial Circuit Court Judge Thomas Cunnington's decision means the cash bail will not, will not be implemented as part of the Safety Act in the 65 counties. Those are the counties that filed a lawsuit against the state. So not all parts of the Safety Act are included in this lawsuit. The cash bail is. Kwame Raul, is, uh, he's ready to go. He says, oh, we'll fight back on this. It'll be ready to go 1-1. But this is just telltale of what this bill is, what this new package is, and how absurd it is. I'm glad that that somewhere in this state, common sense is coming to the uh, forefront. The uh, the people that have brought this lawsuit, as I stated earlier, sheriffs and prosecutors from across the uh, state of uh, the great state of Illinois, they allege that the landmark legislation violates the separation of powers and improperly amended the state constitution. And that's where it gets tricky. Oh, and by the way, uh, if you're not paying attention, and I know some of us are a little lax this time of year because we're still in that holiday groove. Um, Governor Pritzker, Governor Jelly Roll, the big guy, signed the 37th emergency declaration for our state yesterday. Now, I don't know how you get that money, and I don't know why we're still getting it when everybody around us is out of it. I think I think we're probably the only state left doing this. But uh, number 37, if you're uh, keeping track at home. What a day, man. If you go outside, decidingly different than it's been the last few days. We're already in the 40s, on our way into the 50s. Good day to clean up the car, clean out the garage, and get all that salt and yuck and everything and just clean her up. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today, 773-467-5630, 773-467-5630, or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, SignatureBank.Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, Signature Bank. America First with Sebastian Gorka, today at 3, right before Sean Thompson at 4 on AM560, The Answer. $7.2 billion, B with a billion, 7.2. That's how much money 
you and I and the United States government, which we fund, um, have paid in subsidies that have gone to Southwest Airlines. Now, of course, you and I don't have a say in where our money goes, but $7.2 billion. That's what Southwest has received in federal subsidies for payroll and operations since 2020. So there's some COVID money in, in there. There's no doubt about it. We needed to help each other out when COVID rolled around. And uh, already at this time of day, we're talking about 2,300 cancellations at Southwest. And, and of course, the uh, the Southwest president yesterday walking back and not – a lot of people not thinking that, that he took the proper tone and responsibility for what happened here during the uh, holiday travel snafu. Um, and I know that, that you know – what are you going to do? I mean, I mean, things happen. People miss trips. You didn't get home. You didn't make it to your destination. You, you know, honeymoons, Christmas, whatever. Um, but that's a big deal. You know, you pay for something. There's an expectation you shall receive. But this has been of epic proportions. And the pilots say that this has been coming for a long time. And it was just a matter of time. The Southwest Airlines Pilots Association says it believes the mess was preventable. The pilots say the problem behind the meltdown began years ago when the network outgrew its ability to withstand meteorological and technological disruptions. Their statement goes on to say, quote, for more than a decade, leadership shortcomings in adapting, innovating, and safeguarding our operations have led to repeated system disruptions, countless disappointed passengers, and millions in lost profits you, you know am i the only one that's thinking okay well if if the systems are like that and if this can happen so quickly what's the safety of the planes they're flying that they're i always enjoyed flying southwest because it was convenient you know you you hopefully you, you get you pay a little extra money you get up there to that a group level you feel like you're kind of special you know because if you're like in group a and you're up there in the top 20 I mean, that's living large right there. That's when you know you're you're living a good life. You know, you're looking back at the people in seaboarding, and you're like, yeah, I know how to game Southwest Airlines. I know what I'm doing here. The plane would land. You'd, you'd fly to Nashville. You'd be there in an hour. That plane would then take off, land in Georgia, go from Georgia out to – those planes never rest. I mean, the only thing that was missing on those planes were chickens in the overhead compartments. So I wonder what the safety factor is. You could bet that old uh, Mayor Pete uh, out of South Bend, Indiana, is going to be uh, uh, looking hard at all the records and because they are going to come down on Southwest, I think, as hard as they can. At least I, I, I hope they would. You know, the Biden administration and Mayor Pete said, yeah, we're going to look into this. You're going to get your money back. And then there's an expectation for the people that lost um, luggage. And there's a lot of luggage that's not spoken for. And where does it go? And then the people that had to, uh, you know, take uh, other transportation. I, I was talking uh, about a friend of mine that was in, she was out at the uh, Denver Stapleton Airport, was out there for two days with her husband and two eight-year-old twins. They had to grab another carrier, $500 a ticket to get home. Now, how in the world is Southwest Airlines going to pay for all that? This will break them. Again, coming up at 8.05, maybe uh, Alderman Ray Lopez has some insight uh, into this as he ran uh, Southwest Airlines out of Chicago for a long, long time. Or Wait a second. Quinn in the uh, production uh, office is telling me he ran the – he was a sky cap. Okay. Thank you. But uh, the feds will announce uh, and have announced the investigation. We'll see where it goes from there because it is just uh, it has just been a uh, absolute mess 
And uh, and if you're traveling, <laughs> God bless you. Boy, this story. You know, you you want the year to end, and you look forward to next year. And I'm trying to be really positive today, and I'm I'm trying to do stories that that you know are not just viscerally politically motivated. And I'm trying to be an upbeat guy, and it's hard. I always wonder, you know, how can people do the things they do to animals? And then I say, look at the things we do to each other. And then it, it, it becomes clear. But this, this I just don't understand. I wake up this morning, the first thing I do is I have to do a yoga. I have to do yoga to get out of bed. At my old adult age, my body's all stiff and I'm like a contortionist getting out of bed because I've got one rescue dog on one side of me. I got another rescue dog on the other side of me. And over there is this beautiful woman who's left to sleep like a princess. Not touched. These dogs, they just lay on top of me and wake me up every 15 minutes with their antics. Pet them on the head in the middle of the night if they're having a bad dream. You know, I I am a freak when it comes to animal rescue. I work with uh, Young at Heart Rescue uh, Adoption Agency, which is a rescue for older pets. And we got to remember our older pets. And, of course, Paws Chicago is one of our big ones. Our dog's in the Paws Chicago calendar every year. That's where we got them. We pay for them to be in there. And it all goes back to the shelter. But uh, B.B. the dog, who was stabbed multiple times during an attack earlier this week, is now out of the vet, reunited with their owners. And the story here is a little girl, young lady. I mean, I imagine her as a little girl, but I forget that kids grow up and are, you know, seven, eight years old. They're already, you know, grown up and doing things that, you know, you and I didn't do till we were 20. 15-year-old uh, girl, and we don't have her name because she is a 15-year-old girl, took the dog out for a walk in Chicago when the uh, woman came at him with a knife. Now, obviously, this woman has some mental problems, and in this day and age, we need to get her help. I can tell you this. If that was my dog, I'd be in jail. I know that makes me a bad man, but I'm trying every day to be a better guy. I swear I try. But, man, you touch my kids or my dogs, and we are going to have some issues. Of course, now my son, if anybody touches him or touches me, he takes care of it. 12-year-old Chihuahua was stabbed, was in really bad shape, uh, but with help from the Gerardo Stray Rescue Foundation, the emergency care saved the little Chihuahua, gave the help that it needed. And, again, uh, Jeanette Olivero is... uh, and again, this is a this is a problem I have. She's out walking around, and she's uh, due back in court next week. Will she show? Uh-uh, who knows? But you know, under the Safety Act, you know that's probably going to be allowed. You could probably get away with stuff like this. I just oh god, that story just absolutely drives me crazy. My name's Ray Stevens. You can follow me on social media at Ramblin Ray on Twitter. Uh, TikTok. I am on TikTok, and I know that probably troubles some of you, but so far the uh, dreaded communist Chinese have not come to my house and taken all my bank accounts and stolen my money or my girl and my family. Um, but I'm told by many social media experts that TikTok will probably more likely than not be banned in the next year. And as I've been talking about all week, I wonder when you look at what the social media and the big tech companies and the relationship we now know that they have with certain factions of the United States government, I wonder if that's because we can't control TikTok. 
And the funny thing is, is I get that it's a Chinese company, and I get it, I get it. A lot of people don't like that. Um, but, you know, compared to Facebook or Facebrag and, and Twitter, it's 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 not a place of division and constant nagging political BS. It's just videos that are mostly fun. Yeah, you see people get hurt from time to time, but that's what we want to see, right? You watch. It's like watching a car accident in some instances and just watching what happens. But for the most part, the videos are fun. I I, I get a little bit uh, dismayed with some of the uh, women that jump up in the air and then they land on the ground and they're in this fancy, uh, you know, Chanel outfit. I mean, that kind of stuff bothers me. But, it, you know, the, the boating videos, the fishing, the sports stuff, I love it. It's a time suck. There's no doubt about it. But they say that that might go away. Now, speaking of the... Chinese in China, China. And I thought that th- this is odd to me. Is this, you tell me whether or not you think this is xenophobic. Yeah, I, me- I remember when uh, when uh, uh, DJT said, you know, we're going to halt the flights from, from China because you're bringing that virus over here. We don't need it over here. You stay over there. We're here. We'll be fine. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Joe Biden was like, hey, you know, you, you, you can't do that. That's not right. What are you doing? You're racist. You're xenophobe. You're a hater. Don't be hating. You can let us know. You can text the uh, Dan and Amy text line at 64636, 64636, DA, and then uh, send me your message. Or you can call 312-642-5600. Let me know if this is different than what happened with uh, Donald J. Trump. And I think it is in the fact that he's just saying, listen, if you're coming from China, we have new COVID cases and concerns, and we need you to be transparent in who's coming over here. And I need you to, to when you get in the United States, you're going to have to take a COVID test. You're going to be required. And uh, this is, uh, <clears throat> they are required to show a negative COVID test no more than two days before their departure from uh China or Hong Kong. Requirement will apply to all passengers regardless of nationality and vaccination status. Here we go again. COVID's coming back. And and you know what? If it does and if it knocks us all down and it, you know, I know it affects more people uh, more than others. Hey, you know what? You, you might want to try to be a little healthier. You might want to try to boost your immune system. Maybe stop getting every meal from a drive through window. Might want to go for a walk. Might want to take care of yourself. I know they're pre-existing conditions, but do what you can do. To skirt this thing, I never got it. Never got it, never got the vax. But uh, the good news is, is here in the state of Illinois, we are on our 32nd emergency declaration to uh, to make sure that we have the proper funds, the proper masks, and all the things ready to uh, be able to fend off this next wave of basically what's the flu, and RSV. Although I did have a heck of a cold at the beginning of the week. I don't think it was the Rona, and I don't think it was RSV, because I was down and out basically eight hours, and then uh, I was given elixirs of all this. I inhaled Lysol, okay? That's what I did. I inhaled Lysol, and boom, I was right back up. But, uh, man, I was down for about eight hours, took a bunch of vitamins that my girl was pumping into me, and, man, I uh, I was back. At one point, I even said to the guys here at the station, I was like, you know what? I, I You might not want me around. I don't know what I got. I might have the vid, and uh, and I don't sound good. Uh, and then, boom, I bounced back. They're like, it's the holidays. We don't care what you sound like. Drag on in here and put a show together, and then do your four and hit the door. And I said, okay, 
I'm in. Coming up this morning at 6.05, I want to introduce you to a uh, just a really good guy. And I'm going to ask him why and, and how and what the reason was for him doing the Pledge of Allegiance every day on social media. And he gets thousands and thousands and thousands upon thousands of people watching him do the, 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 the Pledge of Allegiance every day. His name's Neil McCoy, and the reason I'm having him on is just a little levity on a day like today. There is a push to make this guy the next coach on NBC's The Voice. Now, I don't watch The Voice, but my mom does, and she's probably up listening right now because she's crazy about that show, and she loves Blake Shelton. Coming up this morning, it's uh, just after 6 o'clock, my friend Neil McCoy. On Chicago's Morning Answer, AM 560, it's Ray Ray in for Dan and Amy. The stories you need to know to start your day. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Hey, hey! You have uh, made it to a, a Thursday in a holiday week in the rocking chair. I love this time of year. Although troubled that uh, yesterday my uh, my best girl Gina says, well, let's start taking on the Christmas stuff. I'm like, No! You gotta wait till Three Kings Day or whatever it's called. You you don't take down the Christmas stuff yet. And uh, at my place up in northern Wisconsin, up in Vilas County, my Christmas tree stays up until March. It just makes me feel good. We're not taking down the Christmas stuff. Although I will tell you that my neighbors they they get a little out of control. Yesterday, Dominic and Lou told me, "Hey, we're keeping our Christmas because we had this little uh, we have this little neighborhood thing. If you're not on next door, if you don't know what the next door app is." I wouldn't suggest that you get it because it's a bunch of your neighbors mostly acting like Karens, if you will, and I hate that term. But it's like everybody's up in everybody else's business. But on our street, and I live in this really nice little subdivision right on the edge of Batavia and Aurora. We have Batavia schools. I live in Aurora. Um, and Dominic and Lou are the are the capos of my block. Uh, they, run the, they run the neighborhood. Uh, one is four and the other is six. And I'm here to tell you that if there is a Gambino crime family uh, resurrected again, these two will run it. These kids said, they yell, they're like, hey, do you like our decorations, Ray? I'm like, I love them, they're a little much. They went to Menards and bought one of these uh, inflatables. It's like 24, 25 feet tall. I told them it's got to come down. Speaking of neighborhoods in and around town, city of Chicago, and they do this from time to time. Again, something we can talk about with the uh, former male mayoral candidate uh, Ray Lopez uh, after 8 o'clock this morning, is selling 2,000 vacant lots on the south and west sides of the city for a fraction of the value. Now, you hear about this from time to time. I think this kind of started in Detroit where they would sell lots for a dollar just to get people to come in, maybe tear down the existing homes um, in Brighton Park, Inglewood, things like that. They've done this where they've sold lots very, very inexpensively. And uh, people have brought in gardens. Some people have even kind of cleaned up the lots, made fire pits, kind of areas where you can you can hang out. Um, but now uh, people in some of the neighborhoods are saying, yeah, you know, it, we don't like the idea because it's gentrification. It's basically unaffordable for a lot of us. And I know you're probably thinking, well, wait a second. You just said some of these lots cost a dollar. But here's the thing. What they're doing now is they are... Uh, selling them for a little bit more than a dollar. So they're going to cost more, and I don't know exactly how they will calculate this, and you can get all those uh, details at shychiblockbuilder.com. 
applications for these lots and prices and things like that are due by February 3rd. But the thing is, is the next information center uh, is online. It's an online uh, meeting, January 12th at 1030 in the morning. But they want you to have a plan for what you're going to do with the property. Um, this is a way to, I- I'm telling you, man, if you, you know, if you had any insight to what happened in Bronzeville or what happened in the uh, near west side of Chicago, um, when all that land started going up for sale, you'd, man, you'd just be sitting there raking in rent money. And I guess therein lies the problem. You got a guy like me looking at it as an investment opportunity. And then you have people who live in the neighborhood saying they don't want guys like me there. I kind of get it. But, um, you know, the city's going to want theirs. The city needs a revenue stream. So they want these lots to be either cleaned up, they want these abandoned buildings gone because they're a danger, and they want to make a little bit of money off of a a house or or, or an owner that's going to take care of this place. Inglewood uh, houses 253 of the 1,057 city-owned lots that are going to go on sale. Um, And, again, there's been meetings with city officials. A lot of people don't like the program, but it makes sense to me. That you take the people in the community, you hook them up with the government, and I know that's a sticky proposition, but there's a huge need for housing in Chicago. We know that. Affordable housing? Maybe just take some of these people out of these tent cities, and I hate to say these people, takes these residents out of these tent cities or things like that and gives them a little dignity. I don't know if it's necessarily gentrification of the neighborhood or just making it a neighborhood again. You start to do that, and all of a sudden, now people have a little self-worth. You give somebody something, show them that they can work for something, and maybe we kind of stem the tide of what we've been seeing over and over in Chicago. We'll get some of this information up on the website at WIND. But, um, I mean, for a guy like me, I think that's a buying opportunity. The city can't stay down forever. The bad areas of the city are the underserved, as they say, Areas of this city can't stay that way forever. Not necessarily sure I want to uh, live in the city at this stage of my life. I'm more apt to be going somewhere north or somewhere south, but it's going to cost a lot more than pennies on the dollar for a lot that I could get in uh, in Brighton Park. And it's a nice neighborhood. It really is. Does it have issues? Yes, but it's not that bad. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. 6.08 in the uh, city of Wynn. Ray Ray here. On Chicago's Morning Answer, you can uh, call 312-642-5600, or as my Chicago ease likes to say, 5600, with an E-R-T, 5600, 64636, text D-A, and then text away, and uh, we'll get your text messages. We will read it on the air. A judge has ruled that the Cash Bail Safety Act is unconstitutional in the state of Illinois, just portions of it. Uh, This is the... Statement from one J.B. Pritzker in between meals yesterday. Uh, Today's ruling is a setback for the principles we fought to protect through the passage of the Safety Act. The General Assembly and advocates worked so hard to replace an antiquated criminal justice system with a system rooted in equity and fairness. Don't you like when we're equitable and fair to people that break the law habitually, criminals, carjackers, 
I heard the number of car, carjackings, 19,000 carjackings last year. Are you kidding me? And we need to be equitable and fair. We have gone nuts in this city. We've gone nuts in this country. Uh, JB goes on to say, I thank the attorney general for his work on this case. And we look forward to the Illinois Supreme Court taking up the appeal as soon as possible this morning at 7.05. I'm going to give you some, today as we cruise through the day, we're going to give you some details and some ideas as what you can do um, to have some fun this New Year's Eve. One of the guys that's putting together a fantastic dinner is Chef KC at the Foxfire Restaurants in Geneva. He took, he took Governor Pritzker to court and won to stay open during COVID. Darren Bailey couldn't be J.B. Pritzker. Chef KC did. We talked to him at uh, 7.05. But right now, my next guest is a uh, – I've loved this guy for a long time, and it's okay with me, and I'm strong enough to say I love Neil McCoy. We were meant to be together. Well, not like that. No doubt about it. This guy is an entertainer's entertainer. No, there ain't no Sang it for me now. Doubt about it. Neil McCoy is probably an uncommon guest on a radio show like Chicago's Morning Answer, but I want to bring him in because he could be the next coach on NBC's The Voice. Neil McCoy, good morning, Bubba. What's going on, Ray Ray? Buddy, you sound awfully awake this morning. I'm about a halfway through my workout already. That's old people. We go to bed early and get up early. <laughs> you know, you know what, man? I remember when I, you know, you know, you've been you've been knowing me for a long time, buddy. And we've, you know, I've, I've been doing morning radio for a long, long time. And even when I'm not doing morning radio, I still wake up at three thirty in the morning. Habitual, I understand. So. <laughs> I want to. I want. Let me ask you this, Neil, because if you're not familiar with Neil McCoy, he is a country music icon. He's a superstar, um, and and I think it's safe. No, you are, you are, buddy. I think that if if kids today, if kids today that are coming out of Music City or wherever else they're coming out of, if they could put together a career like yours, where, let's face it, you know. We all have a shelf life, no matter what our our business is. Whether we're whether we're building houses, whether we're paving roads, whether we're on the radio, or whether we're making songs, we have a shelf life. And Nashville is all about the next shiny object. Everybody's got to be twenty three. They got to wear flannel. They got to have a hat on backwards and drive a pickup truck. It's just the way it is. Am I not, am I correct? I think you're right on point, buddy. <laughs> but, but how long have you been in the business? How long has it been since your first hit? First hit was uh, about thirty years ago, but but you know, uh, all of us folks that have been in this business a while are in it a long time before we have that first hit. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I I got founded by Charlie Pride in nineteen eighty one. So that's forty one, forty two years ago, and that's how I got my foot in the door in country music. Up until then, Ray, it was kind of weird because I was an R and B kind of guy. I loved I loved a little bit of everything, big band stuff. I didn't do that much country music, but when I met Charlie Pride, and he said, "Son, let me." Let me bring you with me, open some shows, and let's get you your foot in this door. And, and I went with him, and, and then we finally, nine years after meeting, signed a major record deal, and then we kind of started to get on track a little. They say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success in Nashville. They call it a 10-year town. <laughs> right. But but you've been doing it forever. And, and let me just ask you, because you know you have turned into the consummate American patriot. And, and I mean that with all... Um, with all due respect, because some people look at that and they're like, oh, my God, you know, these people, they, I don't know where and, and why it's become absurd in our nation that if you support this country and love it, people say, and, and, and they, they don't, for some reason, we've gotten to a place where people don't like that. But you, 
You don't shy away from it. Um, and, and what is it that made you, every day on social media, decide to live stream the Pledge of Allegiance? What was it that drove you to do that? You know, it's crazy, right? But in, in 2016, when I started January the 7th, was my first time. And already, uh, we were trying to figure out how I was going to get the nomination for the for the uh, Democratic Party and the Republican Party. And they had already started going back and forth with the bigger and name calling and all that. And I, and, I, and I thought, you know, the one thing I can do is show my allegiance to our flag and our country. No matter who's in, the, who's in Congress or who's in the White House, that's what I'm going to try and do. And just show that I love our country and I respect our flag and 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 so I started saying it that morning, and then our my parents uh, started to get sick not too long after that, and we lost our dad almost six years ago, and lost our mom about five years ago. And mom, being from the Philippines, when my father met her in the service, she used to teach us three kids, you know, to love your country, respect. Your, she she said the two things you're going to do is you're going to you're going to know your God and you're going to love your country, and I, and we did. And and now when I just started it, uh, you know, just kind of. Figuring out what to do, just showing people where I was, and then it started garnering great numbers, and then we lost our parents, and and I just said, well, I'm just going to keep doing this thing, and and I didn't, I never got into a rate of, to 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 make a streak out of it. I just said, well, I'm going to do it and, and show people where I stand, and then people started joining, and they, and now we get a, you know, we get a lot of views every day, and people that say, yeah, my my day doesn't start until I've said the pledge of allegiance with you. It, I mean, you get literally, you, you get. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people a day, and I like what you said there. Know your God and love your country. I think that that if we all kind of live by those principles, and I get it, we're not all the same, but if you kind of, you know, right. if you kind of live around some principles like that, I think we'd be okay. Now, you're, you you've always described yourself as a Texapino because your dad was a guy that was from <laughs> Texas and your mom was from the yes. Philippines, right? Right, yeah, Filipino. That's right. What do you? Filipino. Good combination. I'm the only one in country music that I know of. You know, and 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 <laughs> and before we get to talking about the voice, I'm going to tell you how we're going to use that to get you in that coach chair. Okay, we're going to. I, I appreciate the help. We're going to use that. But what what would mom and dad uh, now being gone five and six years? What would they think of, of what's going on in your dear state of Texas? I, I, I mean, it is. It's it's a shame to see what's going on. And is, have you seen any of this uh, from from where you live in Texas? Uh, you know, not directly, right? But but I, I work with a lot of folks that do, and I know folks. I've, I've had uh, some stuff uh, built before construction stuff, and I've seen it there. Uh, but you know, it's and and I get it, right? Here's the deal: my mom again is is from the Philippines, so their dream, a lot of Filipinos' dream, a lot of Spanish people, a lot of people from other just other countries in general, is to come to the United States of America, where they have heard so much about how free it is and how great it is. And they are exactly right. Unfortunately, you know, they they we're just so relaxed now in the laws that, that a lot of people are coming over. And my mom came over legally, and she's brought four or five of her brothers and sisters over the years over to the state. So, so trust me, all those people that have gone about the right way to do it, they would, they'd pull for everybody to do it right and come over. So I, I, I speak to that because my mom is, an, uh, is from another country, but I – but she did it right, so that's what I really appreciate. And, and I know that you are just a huge defender of our law enforcement, our border th- patrol, and everything yes, else. The voice you hear belongs to a yes. Neil McCoy. Neil McCoy is a country music singer. If you don't know who he is, uh, you got to find out who this guy is. Because not only does he sing country, but you sing standards like nobody else, man. You are just so good. And I, I don't mean to, you know, to, to, to put smoke up your butt. You know that. You are really, really a talented guy. Um, 
Blake Shelton, who is arguably one of the biggest superstars in country music. And it's funny because he's not the greatest singer. He's not the greatest songwriter, but he has a personality. And and that has right. pro- that has propelled him to superstardom. And I like what he does. He, you know, I went and saw uh, Blake uh, at, at the uh, Allstate Arena here in Chicago. And uh, he had Tracy Bird on stage. He had Martina McBride. He had uh, Tracy Atkins. You know, some of the uh, the guys and the girls that you know hadn't hit had hits in a while. But he brought them out there. He he paid respect. It was really cool. And he has a way of paying respect and homage to people that have gone before him. And all of a sudden, when it comes to NBC's voice, your name is out there as a guy who might be a coach at your advanced age. They, Like I said earlier, and I don't mean to say you're you're not old. Don't, you, you know what I'm saying. But everybody, <laughs> I do. I get it. Everybody wants, everybody wants somebody that's got a six-pack stomach. You know, their skin looks like butter, and they're 23 years old. And once you get to be 30, they throw you out with the crap because – you know, we're no longer good to society. By the time you're 50, you're done. But there's a push <laughs> for you to be the – how cool would it be if you were on that show? Well, I, I can tell you from my, my perspective, it would be about the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. And, and that's, that is truly – you hit the nail on the head. Uh, while Blake has been so successful, while people love Blake, he manages to, to get his, his feelings out there and, and deliver his wit and charm – with timing, everything is about timing, Ray. I, I know I'm speaking to the choir when I tell you that, but he didn't just—he didn't talk over people. He didn't—he just waits for his turns. He jabs. He steps back. He jabs. That's what's been effective for him and and me on a much smaller basis. Uh, in that, you don't—you don't try and take over the conversation. You don't try and take over the interview. But when you the, the few and the few chances you get to talk. Be clever, be witty, be charming, and that's how he's done it. And then, not to mention the—I don't know how many number one songs yet. That always helps. Mm-hmm. I haven't had that many yet, but <laughs> but uh, it, it was just something when <laughs> I, I had. It's funny, Ray. I'll tell you how this came about. About three days before he even said anything about mentioning my name and, and throwing my name in the, in, the, in my in the hat, I texted him, and I just—we still stay in close touch with each other. I just texted him. I said, "I," and, and I'm, I'm, I said, "I." And then parentheses, I said, insert name. Uh, when I decide to leave the boys or something, I said, I'd like for Neil McCord to take my place. And I'm just messing with him. So that's – and then th- about three days later, right before I was fixing to go on stage, I, I read – I got a text, and it was from Blake, and he said, well, I did it. So I thought, oh, my gosh, this ought to be good. I have no oh, idea what he's talking about. That is so, so good. He, anyway, he, he, so ha- he said, I did interviews Wednesday, and he said, and I'm, I'm putting your name in the hat. And I said – you got to be kidding me. And I read it. He said, on top of it, I did this. And he sent me a copy of what he tweeted. You know what? Find, oh, well, here fi- we go. <laughs> find the voice on social media. Find Neil McCoy's Twitter handle and just push it out there. If you're listening right now, this is a good guy. I mean, one of the best Americans you will ever find. Neil, would it be out of line if I asked you to do the Pledge of Allegiance for the WIND? Not at all. Well, you know, Not what? at all. At, at 621, here's Neil McCoy, good guy, country music superstar, legendary status, the Pledge of Allegiance on WIND. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Amen. Buddy. Thank you, Ray. You know, you know I appreciate you. I, 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 I enjoy your friendship. And, uh, man, I would be so happy to see you on The Voice. It would be so cool. But even if not... You've done so much, and you're such a good guy. Thanks for what you do for our uh, men and women in the service, police, and everything else. Sir. I love you, man. 
I love you too, Ray. Thanks for letting me talk. All right, brother. Be well. Neil McCoy, such a good guy. Pledge of Allegiance every day. And uh, I, I love what he said there. That should be our phrase that pays. Know your God. Love your country. Two things that we can uh, grow on and live by. And uh, such a good guy. Neil McCoy. Check him out. It's uh, Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy on AM560, Chicago's Morning Answer. You've made the switch, and it feels so good. You switch to Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The answer. Oh, yeah. Let's just play Sammy. You know, I had a chance to see Sammy Kershaw. Uh, not Sammy Kershaw. Sammy Hagar. Sammy Kershaw is a country singer. Sammy Hagar in Cleveland with his band, The Circle. Oh, my God. It was absolutely unbelievable. It was a, a benefit show for the University of, uh, the University of Cincinnati's Children's Hospital. And man, he he, seventy-two years old. This guy didn't miss a beat. It was ridiculous. Buddy of mine bought uh, ten tickets to the show. We flew over there on his private jet. I hate to sound like this kind of guy, because trust me, you know, uh, I don't, I don't roll like that. But you know what? I thought, hey, let's leave a big carbon footprint and let's go see Sammy. It was so good. If you have a chance to see him, um, go see him. Sammy Hager, Sammy Hager on uh, AM five sixty Chicago's Morning Answer. Come on. Um, uh oh, guess who's getting involved? JB Pritzker, I'm closely following the ongoing challenges consumers are dealing with regarding their canceled Southwest flights. I've spoken with Secretary Buttigieg to express the th- frustration of thousands of Illinoisans who have been stranded and missed out on quality time with their families or people that identify as families who had to call off work because they couldn't make it back home. Our best guys on the job. Don't worry, we got Pritzker and Buttigieg on it. Big stuff's going to happen. Please. By the way, coming up at uh, 636, Adam Andrzejewski, CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com, is going to talk all about the money that's been funneled in the Southwest from the federal government. Maybe he can shed some light as to how uh, Mayor Pete and uh, and JB are going to uh, get together and just hold these people accountable. I mean, my goodness. All they have to do is file bankruptcy, which I bet you is coming, and off to the races they go. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. Only the biggest stories, only the biggest guests, and only the biggest opinions. This is AM560, The Answer. I uh, just got off my mobile phone, my cell phone, my flip phone, and I uh, left a message for uh, for Gina. That's Jim Glasgow's wife. I said, hey, G, it's Ray up here in Chicago, WIND. Uh, have Jim call me. I'd love to talk to him about the safety act. So, guys, keep an eye on the phone because uh, he, he may uh, be calling. His wife loves me. <laughs> That's how we get work done in this city. You got to know a guy or you got to know a guy's wife. But uh, if you've never had the chance to see a Jim Glasgow in person or hear his uh, pressers or an interview with him, he carries himself like a movie star. Will Will County is, I don't know why he's still in Will County, but let me tell you, you're better for having that guy. He gets it done. I was uh, privy to a conversation with uh, Quinn, the uh, morning show producer on WIND here just moments ago, talking to our next guest, Adam Andrzejewski. He's the CEO and founder of Open thebooks.com, uh, and and they were kind of, of course, I couldn't hear uh, 
Adam's end of the conversation, but Quinn was saying, you know, really, it's the only story that's going on right now. I mean, you know, we're in that sweet spot between uh, Christmas and New Year, and, and everything slows down. But my goodness, this story will not go away. I'm sure George Santos wishes it would it would continue to roll and get bigger. I don't know how much bigger it can get, but let's bring in our next guest. Adam uh, Angievsky is here. Nice Italian boy. Uh, Adam, uh, Adam, welcome into a WIND. Good morning. Good morning, Ray. Thanks hey. for having me on the program. Oh, you're very welcome. You, you know, I just, uh, before we went to break, read a uh, statement from uh, Governor Pritzker here in the fine state of Illinois, great governor, uh, talking about how he's been in contact with uh, Mayor Pete. They're going to figure this out. Southwest is going to be held accountable. Everybody's going to get their luggage back. You're going to be happy. Don't worry. We're going to be fine. How in the world can we begin to reconcile what's gone on in the last week? I actually have no idea. My family actually walked into the national news story not having any idea Mm. what we were walking into on Monday afternoon into Midway. We had a flight scheduled as a family, three teenage daughters here, to to Miami, Florida. And we were really looking forward to it. And the flight was on time. I checked the app. We left. We got there. Uh, We checked our bags, you know, curbside. We went to the gate. It was delayed 30 minutes, then 60 minutes. Then they canceled the flight. Here's the problem. They wouldn't return the bags. So they said originally the bags were going to fly to Miami, but there were no flights. We couldn't book a flight to Miami, so we weren't going there, but our bags were going there. Eventually, all those flights were canceled. (laughs) The bags are still at Midway. So we go to Midway yesterday. We spent hours. We still can't get our bags, right? So, look, they said there's like 6,000 bags at Midway. I don't know how those bags get returned to anybody, but I can tell you I got three teenage girls with their whole lives. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. You know what? Send the teenage girls over there. They'll take care of it. You, you, That's what one said. She said, Dad, come. She, uh, she said, H-E double toothpicks or high water. I'm going to get my bag. Oh, Adam uh, Angievsky is here, CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com. You know, um, Adam, you know, you, you bring up the fact that you have three teenage kids, okay? Um, generally, these kids are so good at optimizing social media, whether that's the gram or whether that's Twitter, usually you can get the thumbs, uh, go to work, you can you can uh, uh, display your displeasure with the company, and somewhere there's a 20-something kid that will respond to you and at least help you out. Right now, radio silence from anything Southwest, um, as far as how people can get their bags, how they're going to corroborate this problem, how people are going to get their money back, and talk about the amount of money that's been subsidized by the federal government into this airline that now the CEO wants us to think is just a small regional carrier. How in the world does this happen when we've funneled so much money into them? Well, immediately our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com, we went back and we quantified just how much federal subsidy through the pandemic to today that Southwest has received from Congress, the American taxpayer. And it's a stunning number. It's $7.2 billion Mm. of COVID aid and subsidies into Southwest just over the last couple of years. And so, you know, know, we've paid Southwest a lot. We deserve a lot from Southwest, and we're not getting it. For example, I got an alert that my flight was canceled. Six hours after it was canceled, we were back home. So has anybody, whether it be uh, text message, email, any has anybody reached out to you? And I know uh, now we're talking to you about 
this goes beyond your expertise on knowing what's going on with the subsidies into the airline thing. Like now it's personal. Has anybody reached out to you at all? Has there been any communication? No, no. The only communication is we've gone to the airport and we stood in line for hours more to, to file uh, claims for our bags. And then they were, we were told that eventually they'll get around to contacting us about when we can pick up the bag. Um, so look, we, we took, a, you know, Southwest and, in the pilots union and the, in the flight attendants union, they've said for 10 years that there is ancient infrastructure. The IT infrastructure of the company was old. The foundation was cracked and they needed to upgrade it. So here we got taxpayers putting $7.2 billion into Southwest to support their payroll operation. So we crunched the numbers on that, Ray. Southwest has 54,000 employees mm-hmm. at $7 billion. That's $133,000. To, you know, per employee on average, huh. they had we basically covered their entire payroll for for a full year. Money is fungible. They could have used op- operational payroll dollars already in their budget uh, during 2021 to upgrade those systems, and they didn't. They started the year 2021. We looked at their financials. They had over 14 billion dollars in their bank account. Wow. They were profitable in the first quarter of 2021. They were the first airline. To become profitable after the pandemic, they made $116 million in Q1 profits in 2021. So they had the resources to do it. Their CEO actually gave a statement in January of 2021 that were beyond uh, the pandemic, were positioned for future growth. But what did they did? What did they do? They opened up new airports. For example, they started flying out of O'Hare in mm-hmm. addition to Midway. Right. They invested in expanding operation not in the infrastructure of the company. You know, it's interesting because they've been having problems like this for a long time, and I think it's kind of been under the radar because it, it obviously it's not at this level, but you've heard stories of flights being canceled at Midway and then being rerouted to O'Hare. So you've, in essence, had people that have been canceled at Midway having to jump in an Uber, a cab, whatever, to get to O'Hare. And, and it's... This, this happened to, a, to personally, just like you have your story. I have a story about a, a friend that was flying to Vegas. It was supposed to uh, uh, originate uh, out of uh, out of Midway. They canceled it, sent him up to O'Hare. He waited there for 23 hours on a sunny day in fall to fly to Vegas. Whole day shot, and there's never any recourse for that behavior. It, somebody has to be held accountable. I just don't see how it happens. How does it happen? Well, I mean, many people think it's got to start on the C-suite. The CEO, the CFO, I mean, you know, Congress has to hold hearings. I mean, look, I don't think, you know, th- those people in leadership fail the American public, you know, and somebody has to be held accountable at that level. Somebody has to lose their job. I think that'll probably happen. Uh, we'll see how it goes down. But, I mean, no one's ever seen an airline melt down like this with 90% plus of their flights canceled on certain days during the Christmas holidays. Southwest is definitely the Grinch that stole Christmas from a lot of people. You know, it, it is absolutely uh, uh, amazing. It, it used to be that you could go on Southwest. You, you, you know, if, I said this earlier. If you got on that A boarding group, you felt so good. You, 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 flying out of Midway was easy. You got there. Boom, you're on the flight. The flight attendants were fun. It was kind of goofy. They were a little aloof. And, and it's just gone now. They've All of that that they've built up is gone. There's no way to get that back. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to take them a long time mm. and a lot of cheap fares. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, good luck to them, and, and uh, good luck with your uh, 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 17 and uh, your high school teenage daughters getting back their stuff because I know they've got everything in there to do the makeup and their clothes, and they've got to look good because New Year's is coming up. Man, I, I, I don't envy you, Dad. <laughs> well, thank you, Ray. Thank you. Fingers crossed. All right. I, I wish you well, and this is why people Happy take and put – they put their little tiles in their suitcases, and they keep track of them, and they know where their bags are. Happy New Year to you, Sir Adam Angievsky, CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com, just talking about the debacle that is um, – Southwest Airlines. Uh, the only guy that really digs that Southwest is having this issue and that Elliot uh, swept over the country with uh, wind and waves and snow and cold is George Santos. Uh, this is George Santos, the uh, New York State representative-elect, who uh, this is a story that's not going away. I, I had a chance to see a rebroadcast of him with Tulsi Gabbard on, uh, I believe she was setting in for, for Tucker the other night on Fox. She, well, let me tell you something. That woman right there, she was just, uh, she just, she never showed really any emotion when grilling this guy, but just eviscerated him. He had no recourse for, uh, you know, basically answering the question as to why in the world are you a liar? Um, the reality is, is that I remain committed to doing everything I set forward in my campaign. I'm not a fraud. I'm not a fake. I, I, I didn't materialize from thin air. I worked damn hard to get where I got my entire life. Life wasn't easy. It didn't start off easy. As I've said it many, many times, I come from abject poverty. Mm. I made some mistakes, and I own up to them. The, and now I want to put this thing past is, me so I can deliver for the American people. You can, you can own up to your mistakes, but I don't think this guy ever gets seated. And whether or not you are a, a fan or you, you support him because he just happens to be on your side, you can't do it that way. We can't pick and choose who the losers and the winners are. You want people to be good. You know, if this, if this was somebody in the Biden camp, if this was a Democrat, everybody would be going nuts, just like the Democrats are going nuts on this guy. So I really have no way to uh, give any empathy to this guy. I mean, when you say that you're Jew-ish, meaning, eh, I'm a little Jewish, not all, you know, just a skosh, just a little bit. That's not gonna. That's not gonna pay dividends for you. you. You you're still a liar, and you and you just keep keep digging in deeper. Everybody just wants to push me and call me a liar. Look, well, co- I Congressman embellish my Santos, I did. Congressman Alex Santos, we we've given you a lot of time. I think <laughs> the time that is owed is to the people of New York's third. Uh, it's hard to imagine how they could possibly trust your explanations when you're not really even willing to admit the depth of your deception to them. Thank you so much for being here and joining us. Thank you, Tulsi. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for eviscerating me. The uh, Daily Beast revealed he divorced his wife just three years ago, a few weeks before launching his first bid for Congress in 2020. You know, that happens. Um, but now um, questions remain about the origins of a little $700,000 loan he made into his own congressional campaign. Um since all of this has come out, his biography has been scrubbed from his campaign website. He's uh, amended his social medias, if you will, just to kind of, you know, just to kind of own up a little bit. But let this be a learning lesson. If uh, if I always tell my kid, I go, listen, I said, I said, buddy, because we, we were working on his resume. He's a good kid, got a good job. All my kids are awesome. Hey, they're not these millennials like the kids I'm working with here. Oh, my God. 
But I, I tell them, I go, nobody's ever going to question where you went to school. And, and nobody's ever asked me where I've gone to school. Um, you know, they never, they never asked me why I was only at Arizona State for three months. <laughs> why were you only at Arizona State for three months? How did you lose your Jeep in the Verde River? It's a long story. I don't want to get involved. It's kind of the story of how I got to be this way. But let this be a learning lesson that you can't lie. It's kind of a better policy, to be honest. And if you, if you kind of stay above board, you never have to remember all the fibs that you've told along the way. Shame on you, George Santos. Shame. But then again, you know, you look at what's gone before him, and didn't that Joe Biden uh, Bidenize or plagiarize? So uh, I guess it's all about what you can get away with, and George, is, uh, he is fully caught. Well, we're, uh, we're on the precipice of the uh, wonderful year that's going to be 2023. It's going to be the best year ever. Peace and prosperity for all of us. Coming up this morning at 7.08, we're going to talk some uh, New Year's plans with a guy that took Pritzker to the Illinois Supreme Court and won. Chef K of the Chef KC of the Fox Fire Restaurant Group. I know he's been on this uh, station before. He'll be here again to talk about what his plans are and how we can have a little fun. Bring it in the new year on WIND. It's Ray Stevenson for Dan and Amy on Chicago's Morning Answer. Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Hey there, it's uh, Ray Stevens, Ramblin' Ray, Ramundo Sanchez. Ray Stasekel, if uh, if you're from West Chicago, you know me by my real name. It's <laughs> 6.56 in for Dan and Amy on Chicago's Morning Answer as we went to break. I did I did bring up the fact that, uh, you know, that uh, Joe Biden has been known to stretch the truth from time to time. But Carol is here from Moments, and she wants to expound on that. Carol, good morning. Hi. Welcome into the show. Well, good morning, Ray. And, and yeah, let's talk about, yes, that guy is a liar in, in New York. He's a liar. But you've got President Biden, who plagiarized papers in college, lied about his class standing, and I could go on and on, and then not to mention that he knows nothing about his son's business dealings. Police. Nothing. And uh, yeah, and then you have a senator from Massachusetts, who I believe... Uh, Elizabeth Warren has claimed to be Indians, also known as Pocahontas. I mean, none of that has impacted their careers. I don't see why this should impact this liar's career. Yeah, well, I, I think it will, um, and I agree with you. I, I, and, and trust me, if, uh, if you know me, you know I'm not a big uh, uh, Joe Biden fan a- at all, uh, and, and I, I don't want to pick on the guy's mental state. My father passed from dementia, and, and I know what it looks like. I've seen it. And I tell you, this guy has—he's uh, absolutely got it. And and uh, and God bless anybody that's going through that struggle, because it is bad. Mike is here from Griffith, Indiana. Mike is going to talk about how Santos identifies. Mike, take it away. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yeah, Ramblin' Ray. I don't know if you saw this little post on the social media, but uh, a group of four significant people—they backed Santos. And what they wrote was this: They said, "Dear Ramblin' Ray." We have no problem with Santos identifying any way he wants. We can do whatever we want. An American, if he wants to be an American Indian, an African-American, a man, or an original literary creator, we're all good with it. Oh, that's... Sincerely, sincerely and respectively, Elizabeth Warren, Rachel Dolezal, 
Lori Lightfoot and Joe Biden. <laughs> Rachel Dolezal. I forgot about her. You know what? Somebody needs to owe her an apology because they eviscerated that woman. She identified as an African-American, and we know that if we want to be a butterfly, well, damn it, I'm a butterfly. I can be whatever I want. And, man, they just tore her up, you see, because that was that was different. That was different. That was, uh, that was uh, uh, you know, what do they call that? Uh, help me out here. Uh, gender uh, gentrification or whatever the hell they call it. I don't know. All I know is that we're down into the uh, waning days of this year of 2022. It's another year I have yet to donate a car to Cars for Kids, and I feel horrible. Absolutely horrible. I was going to talk about uh, this. I, I love stuff like this, and I hope this happens because we need See, if the world had more racetracks, we'd be a better place. Andretti Indoor Karting, planning to buy a Schaumburg site for $6 million and open in 2024. We need to get somebody from the uh, WIND sales department out there ASAP. We can work a trade. I can work for Balance of Nature and free tickets to the Andretti Indoor Karting facility. When I raced snowmobiles, my crew chief was uh, TJ Patrick, Danica Patrick's dad. You ever go go-karting with somebody like that? You will not believe the talent it takes to actually drive and be really, really good at it. Um, Andretti Indoor Karting, man, that sounds fun. Oh, and I want to give a little shout-out this morning to uh, Jerry Augustino at Augustino's Deli. I see that he has become a advertiser with WIND. And, guys, I'm going to work to see if I can't get some hot Italian beefs here by the end of the show for all the hard work you two men have been putting into this program. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. If I'm not mistaken, those crazy kids are back, what, Monday or Tuesday? They'll be back. You got to let me know if they need me back here because I'll be somewhere. As soon as this show's over, I'll be somewhere far north in Vilas County, Wisconsin. You can find me on social media. Most handles I use, Ramblin' Ray or Ray Stevens. My uh, website is ramblinraystevens.com. I have a message saying, hey, Ray, I just found you on uh, Twitter. This was a direct message to me. Uh, you were talking about your son. I went to your website. Holy cow. Yeah, this kid could eat up his weight in groceries. I'm not kidding you. He is a... Uh, he is a heck of a kid, and, you know, you, you talk about kids these days and how they identify. He identifies as a madman. He uh, he eats all the food that he takes from the wilds of uh, a buddy of mine's farm in Woodstock. Uh, he has a refrigerator that's uh, eight feet long, full of venison, walleye, ducks, geese, and um, he, just, he just, you know, I just, you hear so much about kids and and the world today, and, and, and how they identify, and he's just a, he, he stopped at, at a place the other day to get his truck washed. And I know Bob Fuller over at Fuller's Car Wash out in the, uh, out in Geneva. They've got him all over the place. Um, and he's like, God, I, t- I, saw, I saw your kid. He looks you in the eye when he talks. He shakes your hand. He's not like the rest of the kids that show up here to work that can't carry on a conversation without using their thumbs to text me. So there is hope out there, and I would imagine that you Listeners of this fine radio station, you're doing a, a good job with uh, with your kids or your grandkids uh, as it is. But uh, um, I just I'm proud of the kid, and and that one turned out well. My other daughter, fantastic. The third one, meh. Yeah, you can't, they can't all be good, right? You got it. Two out of three ain't bad. I believe that's what the late Meatloaf, who we lost this year, 
said. 710 on Chicago's Morning Answer. Um, my next guest, um, I've known for a, a long time, but I, I, I love to tell this story. And I don't know if this story will ever get old, but I think given the conditions of the state that we live in, 37th Emergency Declaration, um, you know that at any time, and I know Amy talks about this a lot, and I certainly know Dan does as well, any time we could get restrictions slapped back on us, um, we've already uh, now heard that the Biden administration is saying, hey, if you're coming here from China, you're going to need a negative COVID test. We're going to need to know who's coming, what you got, and what you're bringing. Now, if that was Trump, he'd be a xenophobe, but it's different. You see, it's different when it's the Biden administration. So at any time, we could get our personal freedoms yanked from us. And at some point, the powers that be, the overlords that run this state could say, restaurant owners, six feet apart, put up the glass partitions. You got to shut down because we've got this RSV going around. We've got the new COVID going around. No work for you. Well, that happened back in 2020 to, well, it happened to everybody in Illinois. It happened to a lot of people in this country, no doubt about it. Did we overreact? We did. Hindsight's 2020. Pritzker wanted to shut down restaurants, and I have a friend named Casey Gulborough. He owns the Foxfire Restaurant Group. A couple nice restaurants out in Geneva. One is the Copper Fox. The other is the Foxfire Restaurant. He's a returning guest to this radio station. Good morning, Chef Casey. Good morning, Ray. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. I know you've been on the uh, the station before. Um, just before we talk about what you've got going on for New Year's, what what's it like in this 2022, which was a quasi-normal year? How is business, and is it back to normal? Well, at Foxfire, you know, we never really slowed down uh, due to everything that we did. Uh, on, the, on the customer side, it's been great. On the employee side, you know, we, we've seen some hiccups. Things uh, uh, hiring and, and getting people in to, to work is, uh, you know, it even hit us a little bit too. But it's starting to get back to normal. Uh, the holidays are always great to get people out and uh, getting the staff in good mood, holiday spirits, because uh, people are out spending. Do you find um, post-COVID that your customers are in a good mood? A lot of people that I talk to that that are in the service industry. I have a lot of friends in the restaurant business, but they say that people, uh, some people have lost their manners uh, in in returning to going out, and they're not as friendly as they used to be. I'm not talking about your servers. I'm talking about John Q. and Jane Q. Public. Do you find that people are are decent? I mean, or do you think people are a little, uh, they've lost their manners a little bit? Oh, they, you know, after uh, the gas hikes and, and inflations that went through, I wouldn't blame it on COVID mm. anymore, but I uh, blame it on the economy. People started taking a little, being a little sour pusses when they walked in, if I can say that. But, uh, you know, come around December, the spirits kind of got up. People started giving. Uh, we, we did some charity stuff with our customers, so it brought in a, a good spirit. But, uh, yeah, you know, customers are are getting back to being nice. Uh, hopefully it continues in January, but after the holidays, you never know. What, what's it been like? Uh, what was it like to to take Pritzker to court and win? I mean, not only were you fighting for your, your workers, not only were you fighting for your family business, but to beat this guy in a state where it's hard to beat a Pritzker, that had to feel pretty good. Uh, it felt great. And, uh, you know, the thing was, uh, it wasn't just the, the, the victory he had in St. Charles. It was uh, the fact that uh, people would come in and, and the, the belief that, 
he didn't do another shutdown because we had the lawsuit looming. Uh, according to our lawyers, according to some uh, uh, political people we talked to, that you know the a third closure was on its way. But because we were in the on the brink of being in the Supreme Court, uh, he never did it. Nice. So, That's a big deal. Yeah. It. 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 Uh, it, it I don't want to, you know, I, I do it. Our lawyers, it. Nelson and, and Greg uh, Earl were awesome. And uh, I, I think it really helped the state. Uh, yeah. It, uh, you know, you, it you've amazing. heard, we, we've heard stories like yours over and over again, but you took action. I mean, you're a family business, you know, you go to your restaurant, you know, your, your dad's in there singing with the band. It's, it's a, it's a family atmosphere and, and it's a, a fantastic product. What do you, what do you guys have lined up for uh, for New Year's? Let's let's talk about let's talk about moving forward, having fun. It's going to be a great year. What's going on at uh, Foxfire and Copper Fox for the uh, New Year's? Well, for the New Year's, uh, actually, at Copper Fox, somebody's rented it out for a full wedding. But oh. at Foxfire, we have uh, the the famous Ron Porter Quartet coming in. They're an amazing band. They're going to be playing from eight to midnight. Uh, we're going to be serving up some great steaks. Uh, we got their uh, certified Angus beef specials on the menu, and uh, it's going to be an awesome evening just to relax and and just watch 2022 go by and get get ready for an even better 2023. Um, I mean, this New Year's Eve is a great time to go out, have some great dinner. It's also a good time to cook in too. So if you can't get in a, a good reservation in, go out, buy yourself some steaks and. Uh, Enjoy the nightlife. I would imagine. Home. I would imagine that uh, if, if people are coming to the restaurant, you probably need a reservation, correct? Oh, correct. Yes, we're uh, we are almost to capacity right now. We have some late reservations, so people can ring in the new year with us uh, with the Ron Porter experience. But uh, it's it's going to be an awesome night. New Year's is always great at Foxfire. The customers are great. The, band, the music is great. Uh, it's it's a nice atmosphere. It's not your. Uh, Mom and Dad's Steakhouse. It's well, got, you know, no, it's comfortable. It, You've been I, there. I've been there. It's fantastic. You know, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for what you do. Um, and on behalf of the other restauranteurs in and around Chicagoland for standing up to a J.B. Pritzker and, and, and doing it. I know it costs you money, but you got to stand for something or you fall for anything, right? Exactly. We'll do it again if, have to be, if we have to. All right. Well, it's the Copper Fox in Geneva. It is the uh, Foxfire Restaurant in Geneva. If you are uh, the lover of uh, a good American food by a great American that stands up for his rights, KC's the guy. Buddy, always good to have you on the station. Good to have you, too. And if your son's hungry, bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, do not, do not offer that up. You don't have enough meat in the, in the locker for that kid. He's killing me. <laughs> All right, brother. All right. Peace. Uh, happy sure, holidays, sir. buddy. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. 717 at Chicago's Morning Answer. It's Ray Stevens in for uh, Dan and Amy. If you, you know, we talk about good behavior all the time, and sometimes it's hard to find it. It's hard to find it when you, you look at uh, politics on both sides of the aisle. Let's just be honest. People sometimes act like total D-bags, and, and, and it's just a fact. I don't care who you are or what you believe in. We act like idiots from time to time, and we're all guilty of it thing I don't get is road rage, and, I, and I'm and i a guy that, that will get angry in traffic. I try to be a better guy. I try each and every day, and it's hard. William Hale is from Douglas, Georgia. Frank Allison, uh, they were driving down the road. This happened in, uh, in Florida. So William Hale, 35, Frank Allison, 43. Who knows what happens? One guy cuts off the other, doesn't let him in traffic. One guy flips off the other guy, and now you see how this is going to go. You're brake-checking each other. You're acting like idiots in and out of the Eisenhower, chasing them down 290. You get it. 
So Hale pulls up beside Allison and a passenger in uh, the Nissan. Uh, well, he gives the Milwaukee salute. The Ma- Milwaukee Skyline salute, we know that is the middle finger. Now it's on. See, because when you anger somebody, you can't just walk away from it anymore. There's got to be a dust-up. There's got to be a brouhaha. Somebody is going to be hurt. The uh, uh, Hale pulls up beside Allison. Uh, they start to trade gunfire. Two guys, both caring. And this is problematic. And, and if you're a concealed carry guy, you know. You know what they teach you in that class. You keep that thing put away. You don't pull that thing out until you feel like there's six people that are going to carry you in a casket and you're going to your grave. Because you pull out your weapon, it's going to cost you a lot of money. You shoot somebody, it's going to cost you a lot of money. Self-defense is a good thing, but make sure you need to use it. You know that. If you've been through concealed carry, you know that. So they trade fire with each other, um, unloading six, seven, eight shots. Three bullets struck the Nissan, one struck the back of a 14-year-old girl. That was the daughter in one of the vehicles. The other struck the leg, struck the leg of a 5-year-old girl in the car. So these two idiots running down the street, mad at each other for whatever reason end up shooting each other's kids. My God, you talk about dumb and dumber. How are you going to explain that to the moms when you get home? You want to tell me how you do that? Honey, you're not going to believe what happened. I'm going down the street. This guy's in a Dodge Ram caught me off, so I shot his daughter. And then he returned fire and shot our kid. But don't worry, they're going to be fine. I'm thinking you're not going to be parent of the year, and I'm thinking your wife is probably going to divorce you, and she's probably an idiot if she doesn't. My God, would you just think? Think when you're out there driving around of what to – I always tell my kid, start it crazy and work back from there. Think of what the end result could be and work backwards because I don't want to be down there. Of course, now with the Safety Act, maybe there's no bail anymore. Maybe it's not going to cost me anything. He's never been in jail. But I always tell him, start it crazy, work backwards. For the love of God, be better to each other, would you? 721, it's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy. Thanks for checking us out this morning. This is AM560, The Answer. Hear about the big stories of the day, then talk about them right here on Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Is there no such thing as Catholic guilt anymore or karma? Chicago police investigating a break-in at St. Vincent de Paul Catholic Church. Somebody broke in, used the crowbar to reach the offering box. The Christmas Day donations were in there. They got away with all of them. Father Christopher Robinson says, doesn't he live in the 100-acre wood? Oh, that's Christopher Robbins. Father Christopher Robinson said, you know, this is the biggest day of donations our church has. You know, we're in financial struggles just like everybody else. If you'd like, you can uh, Google up that story. There is a GoFundMe page. Um, But, man, you know, there's got to be a special place in hell for somebody that steals from a church because they're giving it to people that are in need. Man, the city, the city, it needs it needs. I don't know if it needs a flood, another fire. I don't know what it needs, but it needs a cleansing. 64636, text message Dan and Amy, 64636DA, then text. What are your New Year's traditions around Chicagoland? 
I just remember as a kid, you know, you'd walk around the house banging pots and pans. Your parents wanted to go out, but they now had kids. You basically ruined mom and dad's life, and you would just goof off. Then my dad um, bought us a little house, a little cabin up in northern Wisconsin, which eventually led to be my family's home when my dad and mom retired. Mom still lives up there, 90 years old, fishes for walleye off the dock and catches them every day in northern Wisconsin. But our New Year's up there, what we would do, tradition would be, we would go ice fishing and we would take maybe a a northern walleye, whatever we caught. And as ice fishermen do, you throw the fish right there on the the ice. They freeze. They freeze solid. And uh, we would take that and, and we had a beam in the uh, in the house, and we tie a, a a rope to the fish's tail, and <laughs> for a half hour while the fish thought and stunk in the house, I would slowly drop that fish to the floor, and when the nose of the walleye hit the floor, we call it the fish drop. It was New Year, you had fun, you know. By that time, most of us were passed out anyway because I come from a family of losers, boozers, and hellions, and uh, and uh, that was our tradition. We call it the fish drop. In 2017, my mom's house was lost in a fire, burnt right to the ground, uh, including the fish, on New Year's Eve. So that tradition was started again last year, but it took a little interruption as we rebuilt the house. But what's your tradition? What are you doing in Chicagoland, whether you got the grandkids, whether you got your kids? What is the thing, pardon me, that you do? In Chicago to ring in a new year that you do in your family that might be unique or fun. Let me know and we'll see if we can't uh, get it on the air here on uh, Chicago's Morning Answer here uh, with uh, Ramblin' Ray in for uh, Dan and Amy. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Today at 3, right before Sean Thompson at 4 on AM560. The answer. Let me tell you, it was was nice enough yesterday that after I woke up from a small nap, after getting up so early to do this show, I mean, I've been working hard. It's it's like my fourth or fifth day of work this this year. And uh, my girl says, hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit here and watch TV all day? And I'm like, i got to watch the news. i got to be informed. I can't just goof around and work for your business. She's got a home business, Shop Sustainable Grace. Really, you should check it out. Fantastic stuff. I've got my own candle line. It's called the 715 Collection. It's all northern Wisconsin scents that I actually formulated myself, but I shop Sustainable Grace. It's the least you can do is to check it out. So uh, she goes, why don't you uh, wash my car? She's fantastic. She's a beautiful Italian young lady. She drives an Alfa Romeo and... uh, which, which uh, she's lucky. I, she, she's lucky. I let her park that thing in the garage because I, I, I'm a domestic automobile man. So I washed that car. I cleaned out the garage. Man, I tell you, my garage is spick and span. It was nice yesterday. Fifty four today. Maybe give you a chance to uh, wipe some of the salt off that hoopty you've been uh, driving around. Enjoy it because it's going to get cold again uh, tomorrow, and uh, you know it'll be below zero before you know it. But uh, before she sent me out to do her chores, I was partaking in the sports and looking into the ReliaQuest Bowl, which is happening in Tampa at Raymond J. Stadium. Um, it's our Illini, I-L-L, I-L-L, uh, versus Mississippi State. I haven't followed Illini football that much. I'm not a big college football guy, nor am I a big pro guy. I love high school. I love the high school game around here. We have such good high school football in Illinois. But uh, I had a chance to uh, to to, for one of the first times, see the 
quarterback of the Fighting Illini. His name is Tommy DeVito. Do yourself a favor and see if you can find Tommy and the interview he gave yesterday to the media from the ReliaQuest Bowl because Tommy's there. He's got on the, uh, you know, I don't want to call it the, it's the Italian tea, if you will. And he's from the Jersey Shore. And he's, I don't know if it means TD for touchdown or if he's wearing a gold chain for TD, his initials. But he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to throw a couple big uh, big bombs, some dimes, and the, uh, the Illini's going to win this thing. I was just laughing. He looks like Pauly from Jersey Shore. You'll dig it. It's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy on Chicago's Morning Answer, 738. Our text line, 64636. You can call at 312-642-5600. Our uh, next guest is here to talk about the story that really is captivating the news everywhere. You can't go away without hearing about this story, and it just seems to get worse and worse and worse. I'm told 2,300 flights today canceled already here at 739 Central Time. Um, It's just a debacle. It is a mess. I don't see how it gets better. Robert Mark is the former senior editor at Flying Magazine and publisher of JetWine.com. Robert, welcome into uh, Chicago's Morning Answer. How are you? Hey, good morning, Ray. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, we we wanted to get your expertise on on this story, and I guess the question that I that I keep asking, and everyone keeps asking, is how in the world did they get to this point? How did it happen? It was ugly. It's been an ugly week for the airline industry. It really has, and of course Southwest. But let, let's not forget that this all started. Uh, everyone thinks it started with the uh, the bad weather, uh, mm-hmm. the freezing cold, and 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 that does have an effect. When an airplane sits out in in sub-zero temperatures, uh, you, you can get in and start it up, and things just don't work right. Uh, it, it just you know it, it doesn't. The air machines don't like sub-zero temperatures. However, however, for Southwest and. Uh, uh, you know, and of course, let, let me back up. The the bad weather did cause some of the uh, delays for the other airlines, but it, everybody knows they didn't come out nearly as bad as, as Southwest did, and uh, and that's because uh, Southwest. And I say this with all love. I like flying Southwest, <laughs> but uh, uh, they, they've had a uh, a computer problem for ages, years actually. Um, and what what it turned out to be is that. Uh, uh, they lost track of where everybody was. Uh, crews couldn't check in. They had pilots sitting around waiting to go, but not sure where they should go. Uh, flight attendants the same way. Uh, they had a labor problem in uh, in Denver with the ground crews because it got so cold, and they were really trying to 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 force people out on the ramps. And they did. You know, it was just it was a really a, it really was a perfect storm. Where do you? We're speaking with Robert Mack. He is the former senior editor at Flying Magazine, publisher of Jet Wine. This airline did such a good job, Robert. They they seem to have it all covered. Just a few years ago, you'd go there; it was convenient. You know, the goofy boarding process seemed to work. The uh, flight attendants were a little bit aloof. They have you had fun. Usually, they were uh, carrying not a lot of business. Usually, people going to fun destinations. It just worked and now they seem a million miles from there do you ever see this how do they how do they come back to fix it 
Well, one thing they've got to do, and, and this is uh, something I got directly from a Southwest employee, in fact, two of them, that uh, they, they've got to replace this this uh, software system that, uh, you know, it's kind of like working with um, an old version of WordPerfect mm-hmm. when everybody is on the current Microsoft Word that does everything. You know, your old software will do it, but it doesn't do nearly as good a job as, as the fresh stuff does. And uh, Bob Jordan, the CEO that was appointed uh, uh, earlier this year, is an IT guy, as a matter of fact. Mm. So you would have thought if anybody could have gotten this done, it would have been him. Uh, but the, but the uh, board of directors at Southwest didn't want to spend the money. And they said, Mm-mm, it ain't happening, bud. And uh, because this is not the first uh, software, <clears throat> excuse me, software related meltdown that they've had uh they had one uh, a good one of them probably a year ago and and they knew this was going to come uh but they just hoped it wasn't going to happen i i would imagine because uh you know people like getting their dividends and bonuses and and uh, you know well, let's kick the can down the road and and i think it finally caught up with them uh, but the only way they're going to get this done uh from what i'm told is to uh kind of reset the system, put everybody back where they're supposed to be, all the airplanes back where they're supposed to be, and start all over again, just as if it's a a brand new warm summer day and and take it from there. However, they're going to have to do something with this this crew scheduling software uh, because it schedules the airplanes and the the crews, actually, because if they don't replace that soon, it's going to happen again. You know, you, you talk about software and scheduling. My daughter works for a major carrier that's based out of this area, and they know exactly where she is at all times. They do that not only for her safety, but for scheduling purposes. And I, I kind of take for granted how she tells me how it works, but it's a good system. And I know it sounds silly, but it's kind of good to know where your crew is when you need to assemble them. I, I, I took that for granted. You you know, listening to you makes me think, obviously, we, we know that that process did not work for Southwest. How do you think they recoup the money? Because now you've got Buttigieg in there. You've got the, the Biden administration. They're going to come in and save the day. And now you got Governor Pritzker jumping on board saying he's going to work and get uh, people from Illinois' money back. You know there's going to be lawsuits and such. How do they recoup the money they're going to lose from having to pay people back for their travel expenses? Because there will be some of that. Oh, I think they're going to have to dig uh, dig pretty deeply into their uh, into their savings account uh, and uh, and pull some cash out because uh, it um, it's it's definitely going to cost them some money. Uh, it, the, the last time they had one of these meltdowns, it cost them I don't know seventy or eighty million dollars. But this is going to go into the hundreds easily, and uh, and they're just going to have to bear. The uh, response. Well, the board of directors is going to have to bear the responsibility, and uh, yeah, you know, a few a few heads might roll, but uh, as far as the politicians, there's nothing they can do yeah. about it. Uh, there, there really isn't. I mean, they can do they can bluster right, and, right. and that sort of thing, but it, it's not going to have any effect. You know, their uh, their old uh, tagline for the uh, for the airline used to be: "You're now free to roam around the the country. Now you're free to roam around the baggage check and see if you can find your luggage." Uh, yes, in fact, I saw, I don't know if anybody didn't see those pictures of uh, bags sitting around at Midway uh, 
you know, eight or ten deep. And uh, even if you saw your bag in there, how would you get it out? <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. You know, it, it's amazing. I, I did a little traveling pre-Christmas. My girl wanted to go down to Nashville. She loves Nashville, and she's like, we should fly. And I'm like, we are not flying. I said, I see a storm coming, and, man, we'd still be there. We'd still be there, and she'd lose her luggage and her shoes, and I'd never hear the end of it. Robert, thank you for your expertise, and thanks for joining us this morning on AM560, The Answer. You bet you're right. Take All right, care. buddy. Thanks for be well. me. And uh, uh, Robert joined us on the turnkey.pro answer line here on WIND. If you're looking for a deal, boy, have I got a deal for you. If you are looking for some real estate investment opportunities in Chicago, there's a map of available lots that are for sale at pennies on the dollar, but you have to have your application for these lots in by February 3rd. Now, the areas for these lots are in some neighborhoods that are a little problematic right now. But still, within these troubled neighborhoods are people that have pride in ownership, they're good folks. They're just trying to live in the neighborhood they grew up with. But the politicians and the gangbangers and the criminals have allowed these neighborhoods to go to hell in a bucket. So what happens? Houses go vacant. People leave. They're worth nothing. So now mayor's office and their economic development plan and team is starting to dole out some of these city lots. In Inglewood, for instance, 253 of these 100 and, or I'm sorry, 1,000. 57 city lots are going to go on sale. Um, people in the neighborhoods think, ah, you know what's going to happen. People are going to come in. They're going to buy lots. They're going to buy up the land in our neighborhood. They're going to gentrify it. We're not going to be able to afford to live here, and we're going to have to move out. We'll uh, broach that subject with uh, former mayoral candidate Raymond Lopez of the Fighting 15th coming up just after 8 o'clock this morning. But it, it is a a chance for a uh, maybe a young investor, maybe somebody that's got uh, – you know, the uh, the the insight and the uh, internal fortitude to uh, make a change in a neighborhood and, and, and isn't afraid. Um, but you can get a deal. And uh, what you have to do is you have to uh, uh, go to shyblockbuilder.com, C-H-I blockbuilder.com. Applications for lots, as I said, due February 3rd. Uh, City is going to hold its next online session January 12th. And the reason you need to know that, because if you're somebody that uh, is into buying land, building something, selling something, making a profit the American way, flipping something, um, you have to have a plan going forward in order to buy that lot. You you just can't go buy it and say, well, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, maybe I'll put up a double wide. It's not going to work that way. We'll broach that subject with... uh, Ray Lopez coming up just after 8 o'clock this morning on Chicago's Morning Answer. My name's Ray Stevenson for Dan and Amy. You can find me on Twitter at Ramblin' Ray. Ramblin' Ray on Facebook and my website is ramblinraystevens.com. I'd certainly like you to come give a visit, and I appreciate all the follows on Twitter. Um, I didn't know this, but here on the uh, live feed that they uh, they do every morning here from the AM560 Answer Matrix Home Solution Studio, they put up my... Uh, my uh, Twitter handle. And, and, am I going to want these listeners on my on my Twitter, or should I block them? Are they good people? They seem like it. They seem like my kind of people, and I like that. It's Ray Stevens in for Dan and Amy. Thanks for checking us out this morning. It is 7.50 in Chicago. It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Ah, yeah. Thin Lizzie, if I'm not mistaken. Right? AM560 spinning the hits. Hits and bits. 
Ray Ray and for the uh, DNA show, Dan and Amy. You can uh, call, you can text 64636DA and hit me. Good to hear you, Ray. How about that uh, Mount Carmel Caravan, 13th state championship? Now, that seems like a, a nice text, nice way for somebody to say hi to me, right? does. Um, but that's actually that's actually a shot at me because that that texter knows that I am a Batavia Bulldog fan and that we lost to the caravan that helped get them that 13th state championship. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I know, and I, I don't like to say this, but, you know, these, these, these private schools can recruit and they can bring kids in, but be that as it may, there's still a talent and talent brought together and coaching that is, uh, that is to be commended. So congratulations to your caravan. I was, uh, I was privy to hang out with uh, Frank Lente. Frank was the uh, former coach at Mount Carmel. Used to listen to me every day when I worked at the country station. And the the, the things they do down there are incredible. Watch out, Ray. You're going to offend some of your uh, your fans with your fishtails talking about dead fish and misusing them. From a 309 texter, another one um, from an eight from 815. Did the uh, Joe Biden team ever apologize for lying on his resume? I don't. Think, did Biden lie in his resume, or did he Bidenize a speech? I think I think that's what it was. He got caught. It's always it's always bad when you get caught. We were talking earlier about what what do you do in New Year's Eve? What are your New Year's Eve traditions in and around Chicago, um, Erie County, Pennsylvania? Workers and Erie County officials are blasting the uh, city of Buffalo for its response to Winter Storm Elliot. I wonder, has a, has a major political fallout ever happened because of a snowstorm? Have, have mayors ever lost their jobs because of a, a snowstorm? What was that, 1979? Man, I was just a kid. I was just a kid. Um, and, uh, oh, that's, that winter was so great. I'm a snowmobiler. I love snow. And I just remember driving around my mom and dad's house on our 1979 Articat Jag, just doing circles around the house. The neighbors would be so pissed off at my parents because, I mean, they'd let me come in at 9 o'clock at night. I was only in eighth grade, and, uh, and, and I would just ride around the house and around the house. It was such a good winter. But that's the winter that old Jane Byrne took Michael Belandic to, uh, to task for the response to the snowstorm and the blizzard of 79, and away he went, never to be heard from again. A lot of that going on in uh, Buffalo right now, but man, there's a difference between wind, cold. I think we had what 26 inches of snow somewhere like that. I may be wrong. I might be thinking of the Great Blizzard of '63 or four, whatever it was. But man, five feet of snow to fall—that's a lot of snow to move. You know, I mean, you can only get ready so much. You, you know, at that point, you got to kind of fend for yourself a little bit. You can't depend on the city to take care of you or the snowplow driver to take care of you. You got to kind of take care of yourself, which is something we don't do much anymore. You know, in, in this day and age, it's always about somebody else helping us. Help us. Give us a handout. Shovel out my driveway for me. No, get out there and do it yourself. And if you're going out in a snowstorm, for the love of God, be ready for it. This saddens me. CNN, and I know, trust me when I tell you, I know. I know who you are. I know this audience. None of us are watching CNN. <laughs> Although every now and then I like to put it on there just to uh, to, to see uh, uh, Anderson Cooper and how blitzed he was with Andy Cohen. 
And, uh, uh, um, you know, because whoever allowed people to drink on TV, that's that's ballsy right there. I can't remember the amount of times I've been uh, intoxicated on the radio, but I can tell you this. It's all been with John Howell. That's a fact. But uh, they're going to do away with that. No more boozing it up on the air. Because I think last year, if I'm not mistaken, they all got drunk. Chris Cuomo was hitting on Poppy Harlow. It got ugly. Then all that stuff, uh, you know, came out and fell out. And Happy New Year. I'll be watching. You know, I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's yet. I got to think that the girl isn't going to let me stay in and watch Fox News. It's what Chicago is talking about. It's Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan and Amy on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. You have been a most gracious... Allowing me in your uh, vehicles, your homes, your app. Hey, nice app. And uh, via podcast to uh, allow me to sit in here a couple days and uh, do some good, as I like to do. It's Ray Ray in for Dan and Amy. You can follow me on all my socials, and you do, because my uh, stats are just booming. And I just got a text message from my girl saying, did you mention my website on the radio? Because I went from like three visits to 143 at shopsustainablegrace.com. And she said, but nobody's bought anything yet, so thanks for going there. Now buy something, all right? Let me see the power of AM radio here. Thank you. Uh, some of the stories we're watching this morning on Chicago's Morning Answer. Judge rule cast uh, bail safety act unconstitutional. We'll hit that in a little bit and talk about what that means to the safety act. Uh, as you just heard in the news, we are now imposing new restrictions on travelers from China amid uh, COVID outbreaks. <laughs> you see what's coming, people? Do you see? Keep those masks handy. And maybe if we have time to get to it this morning, maybe, if you're lucky, we'll talk about the new craze in pickleball. I, I haven't played pickleball. I really don't know what it is because I'm kind of a alpha guy that needs excitement and, and action and, and physicality, um, hitting, wrestling, fighting. Nude pickleball is taking off. What the hell that is, but... We'll discuss it and learn together. But right now, I want to welcome a, a buddy of mine um, to AM560, The Answer. I know he's been on here before. And uh, I want to drop a name here real quick on y'all. I was on with uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox, and we were talking about this, this, this chap. And Tucker Carlson said, this guy's a Democrat. This guy is a Chicago Democrat. We probably have nothing in common, yet I would vote for him. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. <laughs> Tucker Carlson would vote for this guy. So with that in mind, I say, hola, mi hermano, to my brother, Ray Lopez in the 15th Ward. Hi, Ray. How are you, sir? Good morning to, uh, to you. Uh, good morning to everyone listening. And, yes, let's get those shoppers going over it. <laughs> did Ready I? Your girlfriend. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Very shameless plug. Love this. You know what? No, there's nothing shameless about it. I'll come right out and say it. I Listen, I, I need to sell some of my candles. That's <laughs> where my life has gotten, Ray Ray. Oh, buddy, how are you? You sound, like, uh, you sound like you just woke up. I didn't wake you up for this, did I? I've been up since 6 o'clock waiting for you. You know, I love the morning answer. I never know what I'm going to get uh, with Dan and Amy. And I know you're going to keep me on my toes, too. No. So I'm, I'm ready. Well, you know, it, don't ask me for pickleball. <laughs> you want to play? I can't some, help you. There in you that go. One. Come on, you and me, Ray. We'll play some naked pickleball. Are you in? 
Sure, why not? Okay, let me <laughs> let me. You know, it, you know, when we when you and I started to get to know each other, and I was working at another station, just a, a little bit right of the dial, not right of this station by any means. Um, I would always ask you, okay, Ray, when are you going to run? When are you going to run? And then you announced your run for mayor of the city of Chicago, and you're a smart. You're a smart guy. We know that. And I know that, you know, when you made the decision to pull out of the race, the numbers just weren't there. But from your vantage point, with what you know, um, and I know it's a crystal ball, where, where do you see this race heading? You know, I see this race being a competition to the bottom. I <laughs> think that you're going to see a number of candidates not trying to give messages that lift the city up, but that they're going to try and tear each other apart. Um, because that's really uh, where the electorate is right now. They are very much disengaged and disgusted with the state of politics, particularly in the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois. They're disgusted when they see headlines about the Safety Act and eliminating cash bail. And a lot of people woke up today thinking that there was a victory in uh, law enforcement, only to find out that Cook County is exempt from this ruling, uh, and Cook County being the heart of all things uh, that enable criminality. Um, so I think, you know, everyone's going to try and tear each other apart. Uh, but I do think that uh, the mayor, the current mayor, is in trouble. She knows it. Um, but I also think that there's some there's some dangers in this uh, election coming up as well. You know, we know that a fractured uh, opposition only helps the incumbent. But we're seeing where you have some silent contenders like Chewy in the race who haven't said much even though they're more than happy to take $200,000 from a Bitcoin boy over there. Um, <laughs> you have individuals who are laying low and just waiting to pounce at the last minute. Um, you see that in Brendan Johnson, the SEIU's candidate. But you also see people like Willie Wilson who are out there trying to do and get their name out. Paul Vallis trying to get their name out. Um, even I think Sophia King, to a lesser extent, trying to get her name out. But I think what you're going to see is that once you get past the the uh, tearful commercials of Lori Lightfoot, it's going to get negative. You're going to see a lot of whispering campaigns. And I think that's why you're seeing all of these election challenges drop, because they're noticing that if you have uh, fewer candidates, because the mayor is the only one putting a message out, um, she has created a path for her to stay in office that her opponents are not stopping. And I think it's very dangerous and a miscalculation by all of these opponents running against her to try and hold off and wait because the political calculus nowadays is that, you know, a lot of our voters vote by mail. They vote early. They don't wait until February 28th. And that kind of early voting starts the third week of January. So when you think about it, if you haven't gotten your message out, if you haven't gotten your name out, your platform out, and everything that you need to do to run a campaign out in the next three weeks, you will have lost nearly 50% of the voters because they will be walking in blindly making a decision that you have no control over as a candidate. I miss when America used to be able to vote in a single day and tabulate votes in a single day and, and get it done. Um, let me ask you this, Ray, because... You brought it up yourself. You talk about the Safety Act. I talk about your neighborhood a lot because um, because of you. I think I've, I've kind of become entrenched in the 15th Ward, and we've made friends with people. Of course, Pastor Donovan Price. I'm going to work with him more this year. Um, 
you you talk about the criminality. You were very outspoken, and you remain to be outspoken with criminals. You. Criminal, you do with criminals and in, in, from your neighborhood, and 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 you do it at the. It, it doesn't help you. It doesn't help you among many of the constituents in your ward when you come out and you say, "Hey, Adam Toledo should have been home at two thirty in the morning. He shouldn't have been out being a shorty for a gangbanger, flashing a gun and shooting at cars." You called it out for what it was, and there were people. Um, politicians that said, "Well, Ray Lopez forgot where he comes. For, for he forgets his constituency. He, but, but if we don't be honest with each other about what the hell's going on in the city, how do we ever fix it? Yeah, nothing will ever change as long as you continue to make excuses for this bad behavior. As long as you continue to give passes to parents who aren't paying attention to their children. As long as we continue to ignore common sense." And we see that more and more. And we see that pandering in many of the candidates running for office now, not just in the mayor's race, but of the 180 people running for aldermen in the city of Chicago, the ones that represent some of those rough and tumble neighborhoods like my own who are trying to make excuses. I kid you not, I have an opponent right now who blames media for the gang shootings at uh, a local high school. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the media's fault for perpetrating the stereotype, never mind the fact that it was a gang-targeted assassination, never mind that it was gang members involved, never mind that it was at a school that voted out police officers. All of that is never mind you, but it's the media's fault for asking questions and trying to find out what exactly has happened. And you can't keep trying to control and create narratives to avoid the truth. And that's what we see more and more of. And I think we're going to get to a point but I don't where we reject this totally. But I don't think we're there yet. Right. When you sit with your contemporaries in the in the chamber in the city of Chicago, when they come up with these gun laws that they have, where and in the state of Illinois, where you know a kid that he's under twenty one years old, he can't have a gun, but he can go fight for his country, which is just stupidity. Do, do these people actually look themselves in a mirror when they come up with these laws? Because they're not going to work. These guys aren't buying guns legally. Uh, I, I I just I just don't understand how. They try to criminalize, um, you know, law-abiding gun citizens uh, and gun owners. I mean, we just had a hunting season uh, throughout America. There wasn't one mass shooting. But here we're going to take guns away from law-abiding citizens, and somehow that's going to tamp down criminals in Chicago. How, do, how, do you, how, does this, how does this work? I don't know how they can look at themselves in the mirror with a straight face, but I oftentimes have asked my husband, and he's asked me, are we the crazy ones here? Yeah. Are we the ones who don't understand how the world works when you have some of my colleagues and other elected officials who can say with a straight face that the gun is the problem, but the family unit that doesn't exist is just A-OK with us? You know, these are the same people who say that, you know, that we have to pay for everyone's housing, that we have to pay for all these social programs that have no effect on anything without holding parents accountable, without holding businesses accountable, without holding ourselves accountable. Yeah. We believe this wholeheartedly. I just, I, I, you know, I, I don't know where it ends up. I don't know how bad it has to get before it gets better. But before I let you go, let's leave this thing on a on an upbeat note. What do you? What's your New Year plans? What do you do on New Year's? What do you do with Hugo? What do you guys do to ring in the New Year? Is there something fun that you do? We are like two old fogies, and I probably will be asleep by ten o'clock. I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> I want to hear but that. But I will be. No, I, I'm. You know, I, I'm an early early riser, I know. so I try not to stay up. 
but I think that um, I definitely will be there with all, we will be there with our dogs. We'll probably be watching Netflix, trying to finish Alice in Borderland. If anyone has watched <laughs> it, go for it. <laughs> you know what my girl's um, making me watch? She's making me watch this uh, Emily in Paris. I, I'm like, I'm a man. I don't want to watch <laughs> Emily in Paris for the love of God, Ray. Um, but if um, she hands you the margaritas. Drink it and watch. You've seen her, so I do whatever. She's gold for the queen. She, I, I do whatever she needs. I, I'm way above the rim on that one, buddy. Um, uh, happy, uh, happy holidays to you, to your family. Uh, happy New Year. Um, I consider you a, a dear friend, and whatever you need in that ward, as far as help, you know, I've been there before, and I'll continue to do so. Ramblin' Ray, you're the best. Talk to you soon, buddy. Ray, I appreciate you, man. That's Ray Lopez from the Fighting Fifteenth. He's a good man. And he joined us on the turnkey.pro answer line on AM560 Chicago's Morning Answer. Listen to podcast of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. Yeah, I'm not. Whoa, 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 wait a second. Watermelon sugar high? Is that what that is? What the hell version is this, man? You can talk to me. What? Whose version is this? This is the Harry Styles one. Just without the vocals? Yeah, we run instrumental. Okay. Watermelon sugar high. You know what? Don't play this. Stop it right now. Take it off. Stop. Harry Styles. You know he campaigned with Beto O'Rourke in Texas. What kind of, what kind of program are we running here? I thought I was on Chicago's Morning Answer. Not on NPR, Harry Styles. Yeah, I'm about ready to take my life supply of balance of nature and my hundred bucks and get the hell on out of here. I can't believe what just happened. I apologize on behalf of the uh, Morning Answer producers. What an egregious oversight. I will be on the phone with Dan. I'll find him on a golf course later. I'll tell him what just happened. Harry Styles. Oh. Ramblin' Ray, uh, with your, uh, you know, I'm not a big movie guy, um, which, and, and I think that's probably because we end up staying home and, and watching uh, Netflix. Hey, how about some Netflix and chill? Um, and then we, uh, I, I love watching comedy. Um, Manico- Sebastian Manaclauso, or however you say his last name, is brilliant. Chicago area guy. Um, Bill Burr, if you don't know who Bill Burr is, oh my God, watch him. Um, and then there's this, this guy out of, uh, he does this thing called the Manitowoc Minute. Um, you have got to, to, to find this guy. He does the Manitowoc Minute, and he, uh, he just does Wisconsin humor. And for some reason right now, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his name. What the hell's wrong with me? It'll come to me. I'm addled. But uh, I, I watch a lot of comedy. You know, the girl is all about these Hallmark movies and these ridiculous programs she makes me watch, but then I'll make her watch, you know, like uh, Ernie the Turtle Man and Swamp People and Gator Hunting and the Gator Boys just to get back at her and, and, and watch things like that. And, and you know, NASCAR and all the, 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 the car building shows. Um, but Tom Holland, Robert Downey Jr., jo- Johnny Depp, Emma Watson, all your most popular actors and actresses of the, the new year. And I really don't care to 
put actors on any kind of pedestal. They just don't matter to me that much. But it's one of those lists, and here it is. We're at the end of the year. But I, I just think it's interesting that the number one guy, the, the biggest guy in acting Hollywood, is is The Rock. Um, because he seems, and I know he's he's talking about maybe jumping into politics, but this is a guy that came out in basically a thong as a wrestler, you know, would do the people's elbow, smell what The Rock is cooking. He has fans from 8 to 80. My mom is in love with this guy. She sees The Rock on TV, and it's the things she says about him are actually, they're troubling. They're troubling, and I have, I have, I've, I see counseling over what she says about this guy. But The Rock, you know, the uh, the star of Black Adam, The Rock, the uh, smell of what The Rock is cooking, number one on your celebrity list. Of course, we know you don't partake in those kind of lists, but I just thought that a guy that has come from something as whacked as the WWE and how that's still relevant with mixed martial arts fighting these days, I have no idea. But uh, The Rock, number one on your list here on this year it's what chicago is talking about it's chicago's morning answer with dan and amy on am 560 the answer only the biggest stories only the biggest guests and only the biggest opinions this is am 560 the answer u.s is imposing new restrictions on travelers from china amid covid outbreaks and I put my mask on because I know what's coming. I've seen this movie before. I know how this ends. Oh, come on now. If you're uh, coming to the uh, United States of America uh, from China, you're going to have to uh, take all sorts of vaccination status things. You're going to have to take tests. You're going to have to show your status as to whether or not you are clear from the Rona uh, before you're uh, able, uh, able to roam freely around our country. Uh, Biden administration did that. Now, if that was Trump, that would be bad. That would be xenophobic. That would be horrible. He'd be a bad guy. But you see, it's it's not that way anymore. Uh, CTA Metra offering free rides on New Year's Eve. Both the uh, CTA and Metra offer passengers free ride. Come on and take one. Uh, travelers will not need to touch their venture or bank cards at the rail station's turnstiles. But if you do, you're going to get charged and they will not refund your money. So don't be drunk getting on the train and using your card when you can ride for free. Keep the card in the in the purse, uh, you know, hidden around your, your body in your wallet, hidden somewhere around your body so nobody mugs you on, the, uh, on public transportation here in the city on New Year's Eve. No drinking on the train if you have liquor. They're not going to let you on, but let's face it, we all know how to sneak it on. I mean, we've been doing it since we were freshmen in high school, for goodness sake. Be careful this uh, New Year's public transportation, always the way to roll. And uh, get on out and enjoy some of the festivities that are Chicagoland. One of my favorite characters, and I say that uh, with all due respect because this is a good, good guy. Ron Onesti runs the uh, Arcata Theater out in uh, St. Charles, the Desplaines Theater uh, in uh, in Desplaines. Uh, what do you think of that? I mean, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, Ron, welcome into uh, Chicago's Morning Answer, pal. Hey, Randy. Good to talk to you, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? I like how you did that. How you doing? <laughs> you know, Ron, um, uh, I, I just want to ask you real quick before we talk about New Year's. Where are you guys with, uh, you know, I know you're big with the Italian-American uh, community, um, yeah. the, the Columbus statue. Uh, where does that all lie right now? Is it is it in your front yard or is it still somewhere hidden in Chicago? No, it's, uh, it's uh, on uh, a Park District property in one of their warehouses. 
Uh, I have uh, seen it. I've been with it. I've had it in my possession. Um, but, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're currently involved in lawsuits with the uh, city of Chicago, the, the mayor, and uh, the park district. And um, we've been going through a lot of different, you know, the legal process processes. And uh, just this past week, uh, we got uh, the judge to rule in our favor on two rulings. Basically, they threw out uh, their motion to dismiss, all their motions to dismiss, and also he ruled that we do have standing. So the lawsuit is legitimate. We have a legitimate contract that is enforceable with the city uh, and with the, I'm sorry, with the park district, and um, and we're moving forward. And now the next step is we start calling out for uh, depositions with the lawyers, uh, with the attorneys involved, and uh, from the park district and the mayor herself, which is something she does not want to happen. No, not it's right gonna now. It's going to get interesting. Yeah, good for you, man. Stand for something. That's what we we all need to stand up for what we believe in. I know you hold it near and dear to your heart. Um, talk about what Franco Harris meant to the Italian American community, and I know that he gets inducted into your Hall of Fame, uh, which you're the president of um, this year. Unfortunately, we just lost him. But talk about Franco for a second. Yeah, man, that was something really. Actually, Franco has been is already an inductee uh, and a very was was a tremendous tremendous supporter of our National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. Um, but we were uh, we met with him. Uh, he passed away on Tuesday. We met with him on Monday uh, in Pittsburgh uh, and uh, uh, informed him that he'll be would be the recipient of the Mario Andretti Lifetime Achievement Award this year. And we're also going to name a an award in his honor. Um, I mean, just a lot of stuff that was happening, and uh, and the tragedy was just so terrible. Um, you know, the other thing is we all know that you know the same week last week on uh, Friday would be the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, and on Saturday they would be uh, retiring his number. And just just sad. It's a tragedy, 50 yeah. different ways, man. Yeah, you know. It, 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 let me let me introduce this guy if, if you're just tuning in the way my my uh, beautiful Gina would do it. Oh, it's Ron. <laughs> <laughs> she loves Ron Onesti. Ron Onesti from he's great. yeah from the Okada Theater and Desplaines Theater. I know what you've got going on uh, in Desplaines. I've never seen this Michael Jackson I Am King uh, uh, show that you're doing, but I've seen the Billy Joel Piano Man tribute. Holy cow, is that guy good? Yeah, Nick Hodges and uh, Chicago's uh, very own piano man. It's uh, it's cool, you know. I mean, these are these are acts that are just really upbeat. We have the dance floor, the front chairs out, and uh, and this uh, this I am King thing is I saw it in New York uh, and in Las Vegas. Incredible national uh, touring salute to Michael Jackson. It's a big dance party. They got six dancers, full band. This guy that portrays Michael is is just incredible. Looks, sounds, dances. I mean, just incredible. Um, that's what we're doing at uh, the Displaying Theater. And then, of course, in St. Charles, we've got a great band, uh, a couple bands, but uh, one uh, really popular band called uh, Infinity. Does all the festivals. We love Infinity, and they start out with their classic rock set, and the next set is all Journey hits, and then the next set is all dance hits from Bruno Mars to Elvis. Just a, it's, it's a lot of fun that we're doing uh, uh, in, in both of the places. Do you have any room left at the venues? Can, can people still get tickets? Yeah, yeah, and both uh, both venues, uh, there's still some availability. Um, Club Mercata Speakeasy is sold out. Uh, we have a very high-end uh, New Year's Eve celebration there. Yeah, but just go to oshows.com and oh. uh, and come check it out. And we, also, uh, we have a new venue also in St. Charles 
you know, uh, we're located on Route 64. Well, in, as an homage to Studio 54, the disco back in the 70s, we opened up Studio 64, and it's a dance club that'll be open. There's no cover charge on New Year's Eve. Just uh, come on out and dance, and maybe after you have dinner somewhere and you're looking for a place, come on out and check us out at the Arcada Theater Studio 64. You do a good job, buddy. Always good to have you on. You know, I, it's funny. I look around, and there's not a lot of great things going on. So there you go. I've given you some uh, opportunities. Oshows.com. Ron, always good to talk to you, my friend. Well, i got to tell you, Ray, real quick here, we're really proud of you, what you're doing, what you're standing up for, what you're communicating to the people, the messages that you're giving. We've always been really proud of you, and uh, it's just, uh, it's just uh, it's a great show that you have. It's a great message that you're giving, and we'd be behind you 100%. Man. All right, brother. You know I love you, man. Uh, Happy New Year, Ron. Maybe I'll call you, and we, maybe we'll see you New Year's Eve, okay? Even last minute. Just come on by, brother. All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. Uh, if you don't know what Ron's talking about with some of the things I do, log on to my website at, uh, at, at ramblinraystevens.com, or if you want, just Google Ramblin' Ray and Braxton Mays. And that kind of gives you a little thumbnail of what I do in Chicago and who I help and what I try to do in the neighborhoods. Because if we don't we don't help each other out. I know it's a tough message to send, and I know that uh, that, that our, our neighborhoods are in dire need, and I know that some people don't want change to happen, but I'm, I'm one of these guys that, that will go out in the neighborhoods and work tirelessly in some of the neighborhoods that get forgotten about, and, uh, and I'll give back. And, uh, you know, maybe it makes a difference at the end of the day. Maybe it doesn't, but it works for me. So that's uh, that's how it goes. I, I appreciate being here this week. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Amy and Dan, and uh, they'll be back here uh, uh, before you know it. Um, I want to go to break right here, but coming up, I, I, I'm going to do something a little. I like to say this is partly personal, but I've got a new product out there with a Chicago Radio Hall of Famer, a legend, somebody that's uh, been in radio a long time, and I think I'm her favorite male co-host. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to go on the record and say I am. <laughs> Uh, Kathy Hart from the old Eric and Kathy show joins us next. She is a uh, living the life of a country squire, um, really renewed her faith in, in God, living out in Montana. And we do a podcast together. It's all about health and wellness. Uh, I try to talk about politics and my beliefs, and she tries to talk over me and shut me up. But, uh, but I, I think that you, as listeners of this audience, will appreciate what we do. We'll talk to Kathy coming up next on Chicago's Morning Answer. Here it's uh, Rambling Rain for Dan and Amy at uh, 8.45 a.m. The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer. On AM 560, The Answer. Judge rules. Cash bail and the Safety Act is unconstitutional. It's just the way it is. It's just the way things go. Kankakee County... Circuit Court uh, judge has ruled that the uh, cash bail, and that's really kind of the caveat here. It's just the cash bail part of the Safety Act, unconstitutional, according to the state's attorney in said county. Jim Rowe said the 21st Judicial Court Judge Thomas Cunnington's decision means the cash bail will not be implemented as part of the Safety Act in the 65 counties that have filed this lawsuit against the state. Now, Kwame Raul comes back and he says, oh, no. We're going along with the Safety Act to the letter of how it was written. Uh, Pritzker came out with a statement saying, listen, this Safety Act is fine. Nothing to see here. It's equitable. It's fair. Nobody should be able to buy their way out of jail. But you see, I always thought bail was a way to kind of be one of those elixirs, if you will, something in the mix that was kind of a deterrent. See, if I get caught and I end up in the Hooskow, 
and nobody can put up my bail. Well, I got to be over here in the uh, in the cell with Big Jim for a day or two, and I don't want to be in the cell with Big Jim. But we don't do that anymore. Now we have to be fair and equitable. So if you commit a crime, you don't have to go to jail. You know what? You can show up. It's suggested that you show up at your court date. If you can make it, fine. If not, fair and equitable, I get it. You didn't have a ride. No need to show up. We really have gone nuts in this country and, more than that, in this state. We'll see what happens with this. But when you have 65 counties in a state like this that file papers to say this is wrong, this is not going to work, this is going to be dangerous, I think that speaks to the ridiculousness of this fair and equitable BS we're trying to sell to people just as we pander for votes. With that said, I bring in an expert on the Safety Act. Her name is Kathy Hart. Kathy, your views on the Illinois Safety Act, do you find it unconstitutional? Fair and equitable, my ass. <laughs> you can't swear like that. Did you do that when you used to be on the Hicks? <laughs> oh, no. I was on the Hicks. I was on the Hillbilly <laughs> Station. Yeah. You know, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to have you on because you really, on an audience, in an audience at a radio station like this, in, in years and years and years, Chicago radio legend, there's no doubt about it, um, you're a radio hall of famer, um, you, you you fit the mold of the, the, the values and the virtues of, of a radio station like this because you, you're, you're, uh, you're spiritual. You've, you've uh, originally found God. I didn't even know he was missing. Um, but talk about, talk about the things you do, and then I want to talk about the podcast that we're doing really fast, but talk about the kind of the healthy with heart aspect of what you're doing now. Yeah, I mean, it was inspired by my kids being diagnosed with Lyme disease, initially ADHD, and um, turns out it was Lyme because pediatric Lyme symptoms are very similar to ADHD. And then I had a pretty nasty mold illness, and so the years that I spent researching, because of a lot of frustration with doctors, you know, this is stuff that's beyond Western medicine, mm-hmm. um, mostly at this point. So I just dove deep, did the rabbit hole thing, doing medical research and started getting some answers. And I thought, man, there are so many families and children being robbed of their childhood because, you know, they've got to walk around with an EpiPen or um, they're, they're just, they're dealing with so many issues, autoimmune or otherwise. And I was like, it's just not fair. We have to get our kids back to playing kickball and staying out until it's dark and drinking water from a drinking body. water from a hose. We don't need them going to gender, uh, you know, <laughs> gender assignment parties and and drag shows at the local library. Family friendly drag shows. I don't know what the hell this world has come to, but uh, but that's where we are. Um, so what what we've decided to do, and and um, I try to talk a little politics. I notice that you you try to you know skirt me away from that. Uh, my girlfriend always says, don't talk politics on this. It's just about fun and you and Kathy, because she's such an uber fan of yours. Um, we're I gonna, love her. We're going we're gonna to do one of these today. We're going to sit down and uh, we're going to cut a uh, Kathy and Ray podcast. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about nude pickleball and, uh, and just some fun things. Uh, but more than that, um, you know, you and I both agree that we, we really shouldn't get our, our meals through a window. And there is a way to be healthy through workout, through certain uh, vitamins. Hell, we talk about balance of nature on this radio station. seems like every time we have a commercial break. But, you know, if you eat right and do the right things, your body will build up an immune system so when this next dreaded COVID comes down, we don't have to worry about shutdowns. We can take care of ourselves. 
Yeah, but the problem is it's it, convenience is killing us. We it, we don't have time anymore to make meals, and everything is just so convenient. So why wouldn't we grab something fast and easy? That was your nickname in high school, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was the name of my Sorry. pickup truck, Fast and Easy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so really, convenience is killing us. Back to you know eating at home, but it's hard because you know unless you're buying organic, um, most of the stuff that we're eating is just not good for us. My like, God, I just saw something about spinach not being good for us. I'm like, what? Stop! Stop! So. It's just, it's overwhelming. And the purpose of my website, Gritology, is to just kind of help people ease into this because it can be so overwhelming. That's Grit, G-R-I-T-ology, Gritology. You'll find out, uh, uh, you know, really common sense things. But if, if you do, and, 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 you know, we live a life where we do get exposed to mold and our bodies can either fight it off, um, we can get used to it, but that's not us living our best life. You can do things that will get you past this, and, and it'll put you in a different realm of, of how you feel. And all you got to do is get up and move a little bit. I say, you know what, if you're, if you're not into going to the gym and you're not into doing all that, just get up and move. Go for a walk, for the love of God, and you won't believe the difference. Exercise makes a huge difference, and I know how hard it is. I woke up, I set my, I set my alarm at 5.30 to wake up for Pilates today. I don't have to set my alarm anymore. But I did because I know it's important. And what I've noticed, Ray, is I've got some people in my life that are diehard exercise fanatics. I would say addicted. They do not have health issues. It's amazing. They're sweating out the toxins and they're getting that exercise. It is a huge component in keeping our immune system going as both you got sick this week. <laughs> yep, yep, and, and and you know, by way of uh, you know the natural witchcraft stuff that Gina gave me, I'm, I'm you know by by you know I just told the guys on the other side of the glass, I feel a hundred percent today. Before I let you go, we are going to do another one of these today. It's the Kathy and Ray podcast. Am I your favorite guy you've ever worked with on the radio? Ever? Come on, hands down. There's no question. It's a pretty easy question, isn't it? <laughs> Care to talk about any of that? I love you. Talk about what? <laughs> No, we're going to end it there because I've got to go. Kathy, um, we will do, I will talk to you in just a little bit, okay? I love you, buddy. Talk I love to you, you later. Too. That's Kathy Hart, formerly of The Mix, now with the uh, Kathy and Ray podcast, the pinnacle of her career, I'm sure. But you will like what she has to say. She's a like-minded person. You'll dig her. The more you listen, the more, you listen. The more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer. On AM560, The Answer. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast, sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.